This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. We're here with me. I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Chilling. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth to you, sir. Um, so you say you want to start with Juneteenth, so let's let's go there. Uh, what what made you want to bring up Juneteenth this particular uh year? Because I know I don't think we ever really talked about it in the prior couple of years when it's been since it's been a national holiday. Yeah. Um. So Juneteenth for me, uh, this wasn't really even something I learned about growing up. Right. Because um, you're not from Louisiana or Texas. Right. Right. Uh, Massachusetts, they didn't quite do that. Not, they did have like African-American studies classes, but you had to be in like 11th grade before you could take them. I was only a freshman up there. Uh, I wanted to take them, but, you know, I moved to Florida and they didn't have such things. But, um, yeah, besides that, like, I, I think it's a pretty cool um, commemoration for, for the holidays. Another um, way for black folks to feel good about themselves. And um, a lot of people are wondering you know, how they can uh, celebrate Juneteenth amongst us. You know, you know, July 4th is like your big barbecue holiday. And mm-hmm. so at least, you know, for us or whatever. But, um, you know, and, you know, a lot of people like to watch fireworks. They like to raise a the flag. They like to wear them ugly clothes, you know, <laughs> on, on July 4th and all that. But um, for me, it's a lot. It's a lot more simple on Juneteenth, you know, um, you you need to find your nearest black person and and give them some some money you got something better than that james uh no not really um i have some questions into like exactly like how much money you give because like not many people had that much money on hand for what's appropriate so that's why right. so i'm kind of i have some questions about that like do you need to do you need to like you know treat it like a world day weekend where it's like all right well we need to go hit a day atm like on on Friday I mean, before they close. I mean, I mean you know what? <laughs> I remember uh, in coming to America, she said, "We're we're happy to take the kind that jingles, but we much prefer the kind that folds." So, <laughs> so if I had to update that, I'm like, you know, there's a lot more ways, you know, we, we can get this done. You know, uh, I, I happen to throw up our uh, our our pay links up at the top of the screen so if you if you like to to make james boys juneteenth real happy you can hit him up james boy 87 at gmail on the paypal you can hit me on the cash app dollar sign rich ladder 32 
and help us feel good about Juneteenth. You know, that's, you know, for, for, for this proper, you know, some proper appreciation for One Nation Radio, you know, and, and you know, all that. But um, I, I, I like I like this also for the part where it's like for a while, like the donation like links were not on the screen. And then for a minute, so I mean, I couldn't plug for a while. I couldn't plug to it. Now I'm glad that they're back. So now we just use this excuse like, yeah, you know, it's Juneteenth every week. Donate. <laughs> But um, there was something else uh, I wanted to say. Um, but it is um, oh yes, HR forty. Yeah, pass. You know, let's 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 get that done. You know, so uh, I I was you know it. It's it's only been it's only been around for how many decades now at this point? Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 get this HR forty going and um. You know, if y'all want to know what HR forty is, just type it in your Google Google search engine and click on the first Wikipedia article you see. Um, so, you know, I I think we can uh, we we can push push for that. You want a winning strategy, uh, Joe Biden? You, you want a winning strategy? All right. <laughs> uh, so speaking of Juneteenth, um, you mentioned that like you know a lot of people may not throw some on the grill. Like, look, man, Texas. Like, they'll come up with any reason to throw some on the grill. And, you know, as a person like me today who actually threw some on the grill, like, every week, you know, I've been since... What you throw on? Uh, chicken thighs. Uh, like, you know, like, every, cause it's basically because I'm meal prep, so it's, like, basically cook, like, nine pounds of, uh, of chicken thighs, cut them up, throw them in containers. They last me six days. But, um, yeah, man, just, uh... I was thinking about like that, that I've been on the grill like basically like every Monday or Sunday like for about a year now at this point. And this is the first time where it was like alright I need to go to the gym today so I need to get this done at a certain time so that I can wash my ass and get the, get all of the soot and grime and smoke off of me and then go to the gym. Bro, I was so <laughs> up against it at the time because I had to go to um, I had to go to um, the hospital to, to do a blood lab and came back. Mm. I was so up against for time. I was like, am I really about to go to this gym smelling like this? And the answer was yes. I went to this, I went to this boot camp gym smelling like this. I know they was looking at me like I was crazy. We're like, why does this man smell like, I don't know if they, I don't know if they put two and two together that today was June because we were in Florida, but they were like, did this man just come off the grill of June team 10 minutes ago to come work out and then leave at 45 <laughs> minutes later? This is what he just did. I need to apologize to the people tomorrow. I'll talk to him about it. But yeah, man, I just I was over there looking crazy. But um, but yeah, man. Um, one Juneteenth, it was just it was just a, it was just that day of the week. It just happened that, that I was working a grill. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know what traditions are gonna um, you know keep forming from this. There there are people that you know have been doing this stuff since their whole like, lives. This is, their whole lives. This yeah. is the seventies, eighties, nineties. Unfortunately, that wasn't me. Or right. Whatever. But same here. You know, there was um. You know, with this kind of newer, you know, kind of opening of the door of this thing and acknowledgement and uh, everything like that, I hope some new traditions spring up. And, uh, you know, what better way than to start a tradition than to donate to One Nation Radio every (laughs) Juneteenth? Oh, man. Um (laughs) <laughs> but moving on, uh, so uh, there was a big trade in the NBA. 
um, that yeah. I'm just kind of looking at and I'm like, okay, I guess. Um, but Brad Bill was traded to the Phoenix Suns, and there is some nat, there's some chicanery going on here. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, James. Uh, so immediately I started, you know, you know, when, when big trades and NBAs happens and stars start linking up, you know what I got to do. I got to go type the player's name in and then I got to type the word agent because I'm trying to see what team they oh, really this. played okay. for. Right. I was like, all right, maybe Brad Beals with like the Rock Nation, something I, I didn't know about it. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't the case. Yeah. So apparently it's even more nefarious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Beal's agent is the son, I believe, of the owner of the Phoenix Sun or the CEO of the Phoenix Sun. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, how did they do this? How did they swindle this like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, you know, Bill, um, when he signed his max deal a few years ago, he ended up getting a no trade clause, which is like, why are you giving somebody that's not one of the 15 best players in the league? A max, a no trade clause. Like the only person at the time I think they had it was LeBron. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was interesting. So you know they they made that Westbrook trade for him. Um, it didn't work out, especially at the beginning. They ended up making the playoffs, but like they ended up quickly getting bounced out the first round. Um, they're going nowhere with him. He stayed around. They could they should have got rid of him a year earlier. Um, to try to, you know, try to, you know, take for Wimbanyama, they didn't do it. Um, I forgot what pick they have, but they're out of like, you know, getting somebody that you think of immediately as an impact player. There's no Scoot, Will- uh, Scoot Henderson or, um, Brandon Williams that they can, or that Brandon Miller they can get a hold of, or either, either one of those twins. So, um, they trade him, but, you know, obviously there's no trade clause. Like, he can, not only does he have tr- no trade clause where he can, like, choose where he goes, he can choose, like, what's in the packages. Cause, like, a lot of the situations, some of the blocks for a lot of people in, um, prior times when superstars wanted trades. I'm not necessarily calling him a superstar. He's a all-star. But, like, they'd be like, like, when Kobe wanted to get traded to Chicago, he was like, you train Lou Dang and whoever else. Well, then now I get there. Then, like, that team can't really compete either. No, I don't want to be traded, put in that trade. And, you know, then Lakers are like, oh, I guess that means we won't have to trade you then, huh? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, he could control, like, the pieces that could come, that he, he had to agree to the pieces as well. And it's like, okay. How long have they been setting this up? Right, right, right. Uh, and keep my, like, um, so then this happens and it's like, okay, I'm looking at their team. And while I think even before this, they were probably going going into the year as like the second best team in the West. Um, you know, they're only two team. They're only team in the playoffs this year. They got two games off of the Suns. You had to deal with the whole Westbrook thing, or not Westbrook, the whole Durant thing, where he, they only played like eight games together because he ended up getting hurt the second uh, in a layup line. The second he got there, um, Chris Paul got hurt in the middle of the series, which is a you know a common thing in the playoffs. Chris Paul, but it's like all right. They had two. They had you know two incredible runs offensively between Booker and Durant, and they still were the most competitive team to the Nuggets in this this postseason. Okay, running back for a full year continuity, they still have no answer for Jokic, but they might be able to have better synergy together offensively to be able to, you know, even though they were scoring a million points, maybe they score a million and two points, right? Um, 
And then they add uh, Bill and it's like, okay, so this is like a healthier, younger option for Chris Paul at, at this age. So I get that. That's fine. Plus, it was, you know, the reason why they did the Durant thing is to like to de extend. I mean, the, maybe. Where I'd be, we'll be getting hurt too. So. Right. But it's, but it's also the part where it's like, it's not nearly as the. It's not guaranteed. Damn near. Yeah. Like, that's more. Okay. Everyone gets hurt. Like, when it's Chris Paul, where it's like, it's always going to happen in the summer. It's seemingly always going to happen in the summer. Like the one time he didn't get fucking hurt. Well, I can't even say that because he he got a fucking stinger in that in that Lakers series. And like game one that Lakers series, he having to be able to play through it and get healthy enough to be able to uh, to get the numbness out of his arm. Um, and he caught COVID during the fucking play. <laughs> like he, so even even the one where he's healthy, he still ends up getting hurt. But so yeah, um, you know I like the team. They have a puncher's chance as good as anybody else's. Um, that's, or that's not the nugget, so why not? Um, yeah, I it, it just feels like um, you know, these uh, there's another super team from Kevin Durant that has been built out of nowhere. Um, well, supposedly super team, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how that cause, goes. Yeah, because I don't think this one's like um, like Booker's great. Beal is you know he scored a lot of points in Washington. You and, know, and, and even and, and another thing is like. Bill has like, who's going to play point guard? Like I, it's going to be Booker because you know Booker played point guard so much early in his career, um, yeah. and that you know Chris got there, he was able to share the duties, and then when Chris got hurt, he had the ball so much during that during the playoffs. Um, yeah, it seems like they they gutted like they like their depth is like they already it was already gutted because of the trade to get Durant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Chris Paul getting traded to the Wizards. It's like I saw a meme where um, it was like John Wall, Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul have all been like just like it was like traded a for cube. each other. Yes. and it's all between Houston, the Clippers, and um, Wizards. In the in the yeah, in the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I imagine he won't ever suit up for the Washington Wizards. Um, that's what that's and, what I heard. But um, yeah. I don't know where he's headed next. People were talking about the Knicks. People were talking about the Lakers, but I I've hear heard like, oh yeah, I've heard the Clippers as well yeah. um, as, as like a reunion. Uh, that that actually might be his best, I think, option. Um, Probably is. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly like what to. I mean, I do know what to expect from Chris Paul at this point going forward, but like. I don't know what type of money like he's about to start getting start playing for at this point. Um, it depends. Did, on, he keep, it depends did, on, did he keep his money in the trade? Well, I don't know. Uh, I forgot what well, it no, was. He, but he remember, like keep the con- money if he gets bought out, his contract was half guaranteed for okay. this year. If he got, so he had to be traded by a certain by by the summer at a certain deadline. They traded him, so it's half guaranteed. So he's making at least fifteen. I d- that's guaranteed. I don't, but I don't. I, I think with the Sims, he can get it back to thirty or whatever else. And once he gets traded, it changes. I don't know. And plus, like it's a new CBA coming in, so everything's kind of. Hey, you know what? He, where he need to go? He need to go to the Celtics. You know? I, you know, I've heard people say that. Actually, suggest that. And uh, you know who was you know, suggesting it? it? It fits perfect. Bill you know, Simmons. A- end of the career. Go to the Celtics. Put that goofy number on. Put oh, that shit on. Yeah, goofy number. You know? it, there are no threes available, are there? Who wears three for the Celtics? Uh, three Who's was retired? Dennis Johnson, I believe. No, oh, okay. I think. Hold on. You know the Celtics got so many fucking numbers. Yeah, like, they do. 
Give me one second, people. Yeah. Uh, I I, we just still don't know necessarily like if their team is done because like if I were them I'm still trying to get Aiden out of there like I, how many times like I understand new coach and everything was like Ms. Johnson okay but like yep. uh, trade him off to get to try to get somebody that's you know nearly as effective at a lower cost than another player like something like that um, as opposed to he's the only big you can have on the floor or whatever else uh, it's it's too big yeah. of an ask for him, I believe. And, and then Durant, you know, at this point, he, he gets broke up at, at some point. Some type of lower body injury comes for him all the time. He's still awesome. I don't think oh, he's physically, like, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't think this team can guard a soul. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> like, their best defensive well, player might be Devin Booker at this point. And, like, I I think Booker has gotten uh, a lot of credit for how how much better of a defender he's become over the last two seasons, but it's not like he's Kawhi Leonard. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's Paul George. It's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's some guy that's going to get into you. He's a guy that, like, understands what's going on all around him and is like, you can't punk him at the point of attack like you can do guys that are his frame normally. Um, mm-hmm. From, like, maybe guys that are, like, slightly bigger. Like, Jimmy Butler can't just manhandle him like how he was, like, just moving around, like, uh, Jamal Murray and Jamal stuff Murray, like that. Yeah. Um, so I believe the NBA draft is next week. So yep. I, I assume Something this like is that. just a, this is just a start of all the trades. Like obviously we yeah. had that crazy ass NBA trade deadline. Um, I think we're about to get part two uh, of this with all these people looking to move shit around, and the Thunder still have all these picks to get off of. Yep. And um, and next year's draft stinks apparently. Hmm. So, so people are gonna be trying to make way to get out of that draft and or you know all sorts of stuff like that. So yep. So wild shit. Um. Oh yes. Uh. I kind of heard about Bob Huggins. Uh. He is like I think he what did he get a DUI if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he caught a DUI. Yeah. Um. um I'm yeah. not sure that's his first one either. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like he's like he's kind of in the process of being disgraced. So um, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm not aware of the full story, um, but I, I did catch catch that a little bit. Um, but yeah, man. Um, as far as like Brad Beal and the Suns, like uh, congratulations for the A one trickery um, they pulled off to, to do this. And then Brad Beal's like an all time legend at the bank. I don't know about the NBA. That man was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just." be on this sorry ass team and score all these points yep. for years and years and years lock up this these contracts that like the league allows me the the, the rules of the league allowed me to exploit this yep. or whatever to do it and the wizards were had just such nothing and have been nothing for our whole lives they are clippers east um <laughs> um and you know the bobcats and shit like that like but they are. They have a horrible history. Um, they do. They they haven't won fifty games in our lifetime. Right. So, um, you know, he he was able to kind of be what I would consider like a second or even third tier player to be able to pull this off. And then now, like, he can try to win. Like, as soon as like I don't know how old he is. I think he's like twenty eight or twenty nine. So uh, he, like, I think he turns thirty this coming season. Okay, and he turns 30. So, like, you know, now he can win kind of, you know, he can sample both, you know, <laughs> both. Yeah. And I think I think he's going to play his first meaningful basketball possibly in his ever – or possibly it for the first time in his career. 
I'm really conflicted with, Bat, with with Bill because like, you know, I was a huge John Wall fan. I used to watch those war. I used to watch those Wizards teams um, from like you know five, six, seven years ago, and really enjoyed watching them together in the regular season. Then get to the playoffs, and it was like John Wall is playing with such force. Obviously, they got Gortat on the floor. They're not a good defensive team. They have to outscore you. Um, but they would be out there with like someone like Kelly Oubre, who at the time was someone that was like supposed to be a three and D guy before you realize that. Oh yeah, there's not so much D or three with him either. Um, <laughs> but and then you know they and then they paid that money to that second contract to Auto Porter that basically screwed them. Um, yeah. But I, I just remember like when I would watch them and you know that that the, the real series for them was at like a 2000. Uh, 17 series, either 17 or 18. Uh, it, was, it was 17. Like when, uh, it was right before Isaiah Thomas went down with the bad hip uh, the pre- next year after that. But like they went to game seven with them to get to the, you know, the Eastern conference finals. Um, and like in that series, it was like, they could never have one game where both of them were good wall and bill. And it felt like when you're watching the game, it's like the Warriors or the Wizards look good when when Walls the one is playing well, but Bill will always like come off come off a screen, fucking miss an open shot, and you're like, what the fuck? Or or just dribbling the bad spots on the floor. So like, I've never really been in love with his game to begin with, even though I know that like you know he, he is a, a he is a good he's a very efficient scorer and all that stuff. You know, really like imagine. A lot of things that a lot of people say about Clay is so obviously he's not the nearly a three point shooter that Clay is, but like just far as like if you saw his game, like this is what you imagine Clay would have been if he wasn't like in the worst system, if he was be on the team where he had more responsibility of putting the ball on the floor and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um obviously he's not nearly as big or as talented as Clay, but you get my point. Um so yeah, and then you know, he start you know, the team was tearing down, they shit wall out, he starts scoring a lot of points in these bad teams. And um, I never really thought about him again, ever. There's no need to. Man's playing in Siberia. Right. So, like, you know, this is chance to where, like, you know, bad habits or whatever else on a a better team with the best players, set of teammates he's ever had in in, um, Durant and and Booker. You know, maybe he won't, Maybe you know, maybe we'll see his best basketball because he's still young enough to still do that. But... Like I still don't, I still have never figured out how good he was to begin with. So, like, you think maybe if he's the number three guy, maybe there's less pressure on him. But it's like, I don't there's know. There's always maybe, more maybe. pressure on the number three guy because when it don't go right, it's always their fault. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh. We'll we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting to track this all throughout the year because, like, I think that you know because all of them can shoot, like they're going mm. to be a good team immediately. Um, but like, it comes down to like a lot of things that was happening with that, with that Durant, Harden, Kyrie, Brooklyn team, where it's like the offense ain't the issue. Can they grab fucking rebounds? Can, do they have enough size to get loose balls? Are like, can they, they play any defense? Do, can, can, is anybody going to do the dirty work? Is right. anybody going to go guard somebody? Is there, is there anybody right. going to be like, I'm going to step back, you know, right. and, and try to do other things like that. And, and I I'm think that's what a lot of recent that's what a lot of recent basketball is like showing us is like these teams that figure out these things that are that are also combined with being really well coached um and i believe nick nurse is their coach now right uh no he's in philly their coach is um vogel vogel yeah so vogel's gonna try to make them play defense but right 
and he's gonna no. want to and he's going to want to keep Aiden. The thing is, I don't know if them dudes want Aiden back, and if they don't want him back, he ain't coming back. And then like it turns into all right, well, does this turn into like you know that that Lakers package for the sick for the uh, Pacers uh, uh, last year? Where it was like all right, flip him for Mur for for um Hild and and um and Turner or something like. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Because there's not that many quality bigs in this league anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... They ran they ran them dinosaurs out of here. Look, like anybody sure. that plays like a center, they're running them out of there. And it's like, y'all need to actually add those guys because, like, who the fuck's going to be Garni Jokic? <laughs> in Embiid. Good luck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Aaron Gordon learning D won the Nuggets chip. Yeah, yeah, look, it definitely helped. I don't know if he, was, he won them the chip, but it definitely helped. Oh yeah, he de- um, yeah, definitely helped because like he has to make up for a lot of the things that Jokic can't do as far as like getting around the perimeter. Like there were times like I felt like watching the Nuggets against the Heat. Like there were certain defensive rotations that were like, oh, the Nuggets are moving from this per- from this spot to this spot to account for the part where Jokic doesn't have the foot speed to actually make that because it should be in a regular defense his time to rotate. But other people mm-hmm. are moving instead of him- for him instead of him, so he can just basically sit in the paint. Yeah, man. Um, so let's switch over to, uh, to to the pro wrestling industry. Um, so we had uh, AW Dynamite on Wednesday. Yep. Um, great show. It's a great show. Uh, big main event. Crazy angle. Uh, one of the best I think you'll ever see. Um, I sent a tweet out. I was like, bro, this is that 2001 SmackDown ending all over right. again. But when I muted it, it was like at 700 likes. So I don't even know what it's at now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's, yeah, a, that, that's exactly what I was thinking of. But I couldn't remember what was the reason that caused all of them to do all that run out stuff at that time because I wasn't watching then. Yeah, same. Um, uh, we also had like the MJF and Adam Cole, uh, title, uh, eliminator match. Yep. Uh, that was an awesome match as well. Uh, but yeah, man, let's go through it. Like they were in uh, Washington D.C. and they had a uh, you know the opening was MJF versus uh, Adam Cole. And man, I gotta say, uh, I-, I think people were going a a tad too far on how great this was. But I thought it was really good. Like I thought it was. Um, I thought the crowd was really into it. Um, I will push back on this being Adam Cole's first great match in AEW um, <laughs> because I saw that being floated out there quite a bit. Um, and if this only was there uh, were a thing called cage match where you could go see that for yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I thought this, you know, it started pretty slow and for, to their credit, I didn't even think about, a 30 minute draw literally until they did the start and finish the one, two ding. Like I didn't even, I didn't even mm-hmm. think like, you know, cause I, I heard some people like wanting the announcers to constantly remind them of the, of the time limit. But I disagree with that in this case, because you, I, I think they did so many near falls towards the end. Um, like it wasn't, I, I think the, the work of the match was to try to make you forget the time. That's what I think happened here um okay so for me can only speak for me rich you know this i have been advocating for them to utilize time limit draws in aw more over the last like what six months to eight months or whatever you've heard me say mm-hmm. this like you need to do one every you know six months three months four months whatever um, and i didn't see this coming 
too. Right, right. Um, just because it's like, if y'all want to do this thing where you're pushing people towards the middle, and you want to get out of it by having, and want to continue by having people get beat in these garbage ways, just do a time limit draw instead, because that would be just far more satisfying for the viewer and makes them actually want to see a rematch, if it's actually done well. Um, so, I'm watching this match. I had the complaints... I think you had you had mentioned. I think uh, Josh Smith from Keeping Strong Solid mentioned was like, "Yo, they are wrestling so slow. They are wrestling it. They are they are wrestling in third gear while selling the exhaustion that they are that they are in the red line. They are in fifth gear right now. What is going on? We aren't we aren't even like ten minutes into this match. Um, so then it picks up and it gets better and better and better. And um, they do the tease of the count out on Cole, and I was like. They're wrestling a WWE main event match. That's what's happening right now. Okay. Um, and it also made me think of like how slow it was out the box for the Iron Man match with Danielson and, and MJF. I was like, oh, this is this is what he does when he goes long. Okay. Um, so then at some point I had a sneaky feeling. I was like, wait a second, what are the time limit draw? What what's the time limit draw for non-title matches? Is it 20 minutes? I think we're past that. So then I was like, okay, we're so whatever. There's no time limit. So then, um, then they do the, you know, 30 minutes ding, ring the bell. I was like, oh, you sneaky bastard. This is good because like at the beginning of AEW, Justin Roberts, 10 minutes, 10 minutes go by, 20 remaining, 20 minutes gone by, 10 remaining. They didn't, Roberts didn't say shit. He just let, he just be, he sat there being quiet and they're letting, and they're doing it, you know, on their own or whatever else. And I think that definitely I don't want to say shocked people, but like it de- people were not expecting that to be a thirty-minute time limit draw, and they weren't. And while they were watching it, watch while they're in the middle of a you know what turned into a great match, they weren't expecting like that could be the possible finish. And like, good job, it caught you on your toes. You want to see a rematch because the match ended up being so good by the end for me personally, and then with the promos they've had with each other the week before. I'm in this program is working. This is so much better. They're off so much of a better start than what they were doing with the pillars and all that kind of stuff. So. I, I, I'm I'm really enjoying what MJF has done the last two weeks. Really have. Yeah, I probably end up going four on Same. it. Same. Um, and it, it look for a long time it was and it was like a three and like what the fuck is going on? And then they they turned it on. They turned it on like and they got them by they got them in like the last I don't know twelve minutes of the match. It, it can't be um, understated how much the crowd was into this. Like they were going insane for yep. these guys. Um, they were into it more than they had any right to be, especially at the beginning. <laughs> and that might be credit to the, you know, what they, you know, what the, what they said to each other in the promo thing face to face the week before. But I, they're on to something here. Yeah. Uh, Brewhaven saying, when do you guys think they'll run Cole and MJF again? I feel like they're going to do that on TV. You think it's going to be um, TV? Yeah, I think it's going to be TV. Okay. Um, I know they've got several different, like, big arenas that mm-hmm. are booked. Um, I could see that happening in July, like uh, a month from now, like that Boston show. Okay. I could see them doing that there. Um, and they also, in July, they have the run of all their the Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. Um, they have like all the theme shows coming. So one of those, uh, I imagine, will get Cole and MJF. Okay. Yeah, that, that works. Um, I was thinking more of, you know, especially after what happened on uh, Collision, that like, they were setting up Cole to be like after the Tanahashi match at, you know, for Bendor for MJF, like you either run Cole or Punk at, you know, either Wembley or at All Out 
that's and that's what that was my thinking like in whatever order i don't know but like that seemed what it was going to be but like i forgot about the tv matches or whatever else um as far as the tv the big tv shows over the summer i forgot about that blood and guts is probably coming uh, yeah and, so yeah yeah and you know i mean you talked about like as far as like blood and guts i was thinking like that who knows where they run that that could be i mean that that could be boston too yeah yeah they're gonna have to do, um, they're gonna have to do something big for that for that for that td garden show they're gonna have to yeah unless tickets have picked uh, up since i since i last looked when we talked about it like a week ago or two weeks ago so they go to the 30 minute draw um cole wants a microphone he wants five more minutes but uh mjf runs and right. bails and decides not to do it um right. which he is not shiri kondo yeah he's not, I, he is not utami Ayashista. yeah of course yeah, um i saw people complaining about that i was like i mean i mean tony khan like did like i mean the last like revolution pay-per-view was a time limit draw i know the understanding right. hey this is a pay-per-view but you know they made right. him get his ass in there and wrestled overtime or whatever right um maybe because this was not a title match maybe that's like the thinking here but uh, yeah. There is there is that inconsistency that's like, all right, uh, why don't you just make them get back in there and, and finish? But um, I don't know. It's however you want to look at it. I wasn't bothered by it. I I thought it was perfectly understand. It's like in both situations, MJF would rather not do it because he's a coward and he's a shit. He's a shit heel that doesn't want to fight. That's the whole gimmick. He doesn't want to fight. Like he was made to be in a sudden overtime. Like are you like um, at a pay per view? This one he was not. Like if you're saying like MJ or um if you're saying that you know conscious force everybody that goes to overtime to go longer, I think that's a you know, I think it's based off the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah. <clears throat> um I think it gave, you know, MJF a you know, a, a reason to get booed after having a really good match. because uh, people obviously still like him, even while he's a heel and does terrible things. Um but yeah, like I I, I like the the touch of he asked for five more, and the coward said no. And it's going to be even funnier when, like, you know, they have them rematch, and then and then and then MJF beats them. <laughs> like, um, I also like all all the stuff they did were like the played off the Danielson uh, overtime stuff, where it's like, you know, you already see him grabbing. For, you know, he's is all right. We've seen some bullshit with the with it's the ring time. It's ring time. Yeah, that's what I actually said in the thing. It's ring time, and then he pulls the ring and and um. And uh, uh, what's the ref's name? Bald. Um, Bryce. Yeah, Bryce Rosberg grabs it again. Is like, nope, give me that. And then he hits it with the super kick, and then finally hit. You know, yeah, man, that um is really well done. Really, really well done. Um, that was a you know. I think there should be one match where MJF like does the ring thing, and since he won three of them. Like the the sad part is they don't have three rings. They just kept like recycling that same one. But if he had three different rings, like whenever take one, he was use another gonna, one, take one, use another one, take one, use another. That's funny as fuck. Like and then and be like he loses all three of them, and then like he loses like the the belt or or whatever big match it is. Like gotcha for you know his, his shit getting all turned around. But hmm. um, besides that, uh, moving on, Sammy Guevara returned. Um, he got introduced uh with Renee. And he said, you know, he's been living the highest of highs with his wife, being pregnant. Tay Mello, we're going to have a baby girl. So the lowest of lows, uh, losing the AW title at double or nothing. He was getting a mixed response, but more positive than, <laughs> look, than a year ago. Yeah, a lot more positive. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I didn't even think about, I didn't even register the booze or whatever. Yeah, like, I, honestly, I didn't. 
Um, and like there, there was definitely like a section that was like, nah, nah, we fuck with him. So like, um, that's definitely what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Then like before he was, he was going to, you know, he said he was going to have to make some changes, you know, from the loss. But after that, Darby Allen's music hit, um, Allen then, you know, congratulated Sammy on the baby announcement. Um, and then, uh, you know, he said, Hey, you know, the crowd seems to love you again. And it it was a mixed response. Like, Mm. um, but after that, you know, he said, hey, man, are you going to start are you going to keep following in the Jericho Appreciation Society footsteps or are you going to be your own man, essentially? So One Nation Radio always ahead. This is what I wanted. I wanted the implosion of Jericho and Guevara. Let's do it. But before Sammy could respond, Jericho came out because, you know, he was like, hey, hey, what you talking to my worker like this for? You know, you trying to poison his mind, you know. Um, so Jericho basically asked Sammy why he never asked for help, you know, in his quest for, for the AW title. He hasn't talked to him in weeks. Uh, Sammy said that Jericho called him. Uh, Jericho basically said, uh, you know, if you would have won, if if you would have called me, then Jericho said, that's funny. Um, you know, if you would have called me, Chris, you wouldn't have lost Adam Cole twice. Uh, and then Jericho wanted him to apologize. And, um, Guevara was like, fuck that. And then, Jericho was fucking incredulous and he was like, Maybe you forget who your boss is. Maybe we need to reunite Lay Sex Gods next week and have a tag match to remind <laughs> you who your boss truly is. Like, what kind of shit is that? Like, <laughs> maybe we need to team up. No, it was one of those where it's like, hey, 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 this shit is going bad. He's de- he's de- he is de-escalating. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, you work for me. Like <laughs> I'm the million dollar man. You niggas is Virgil. Wow. Um. <laughs> should we mention the uh should we, oh yeah, should we mention like uh the heels that Jericho was wearing at the time? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. This nigga Jericho comes out there in these these sparkly heels that will make Prince blush. Yeah. Um, and now people are, are saying high. like Yeah, yeah, he had, he had the uh the heel on it, uh the, being lifted up and then he goes face to face with Sting it's like, "Oh, I, I okay." Okay, I see what you're doing. People, he, he see smart that, worker, right? Right. People, people are gonna be more focused on. Oh, he's wearing these 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 silly fancy shoes or whatever else, right? As opposed well, nah. to like he's making himself get higher so he can get face to face with Steve Borden. Like, look, normally he like this. He's trying to get <laughs> elevated, you know. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like that. Speaking, speaking of looking, speaking of looking tall and height or whatever else, we we haven't mentioned this. We've had Cole and MJF wrestling together now, or oh, face to face the last two weeks. And man, MJF is looking shorter and shorter by the week being in there with Cole because Cole is like five nine, five eight, and MJF be out trying to sell you that he that five eleven. That five eleven is not real. He's out. He's the same height as Cole. I gotta say this. I think people are evaluating and have been evaluating Adam Cole's size and height the complete wrong way. Uh uh-huh. maybe that's because he's building yes, he's building something six foot tall. Look, maybe it's not how tall Adam Cole is, it's how short everybody else is. <laughs> maybe that's, that's a, maybe that's, Adam Cole is the sleeper cell to expose the heights of everybody else but, in but, pro wrestling. But then there's that, that funny pic they always show about the Adam Cole height thing where it shows him Saber. and Saber are the same height, but Saber is way taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like nah, you can't even say that with him. He's like, oh, he's showing you Zach Saber's pretty big. 
Like, you can do that with Takeshita. Like, Takeshita, he's building a 6'2". He ain't, I saw him in a picture with Floyd. He ain't 6'2". He got to be 6'3". Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's on that, um, who else out here lying about the height saying the shirt? KG used to lie about the height. He's actually taller than he is. Then he's billed as. Yeah, there's it's some weird stuff going on with, with heights, man. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. I I really saw, you know, getting to the, the Sting and uh, Jericho thing, like, I really want to see that. I, I, oh my like, god! Yeah, get them so, kids so to come like, out the way. I want to see that match. Is like you, they can do that match, but I want I want the singles match too. Um. So basically, Jericho, like you know, uh, Darby laughed at Jericho and said, you know, you call yourself the wizard, but when you step inside this ring, the magic is gone because Jericho's <laughs> been losing quite a bit of late. Um, and some some may you know non-believers may 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 take that as a double entendre, but I do not. Um. <laughs> However, uh, you know, Jericho was pissed and said, hey, we should whoop your ass right now, you know, two on one. And then Darby said he's not alone. Sting's music hits. Crowd fucking yeah. goes nuts. And then Sting walks Jer- from the ramp. Like, and I'm just like, Jericho, just beat him up while he's still at the ramp. <laughs> he, he, was, he was caught in the aura, you know, when, when Sting comes. It's like, what do I do? You know, like. Like you know, we've seen this work on on other people like Ricky Starks and, and Powerhouse Hobbs. They just get frozen like when they see the Stinger. Like I, I don't blame him. I would, look, Sting just walks out on you in your life. Like imagine you were like working on your car or something, I, I or think you it's on like, the grill. Yeah, I think it's like, hey, bro, why is it snowing all of a sudden? Yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck just happened? What's going on here? All of a sudden, you you, you see this. Yeah, point that bat at you. And yeah, then, the, um, the, the Jericho and Sting bat off had me howling. Yes, yes. First time in their careers ever, kind of crossing paths. But yes, I too would like to see it. So, um, I thought they were going to do a tag match next week uh, with these guys, but it turns out they're not doing that. Um, Are they doing something the, else instead? Yeah, it's going to be Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki taking on. Um, Ar Fox, uh, Darius Martin, and Action Andretti next. Okay, week. yeah, I heard about that. I forgot though. So hopefully they still uh they, they still do that match. So yeah, yeah, um, they're they're gonna get to it. Maybe it's just in a week or two because you know obviously Forbidden Door is more important than you know what that is is definitely like more for you know after Forbidden Door, uh, and yeah. like I appreciate that because you know. Um, there was a lot to be said about how it felt like there wasn't much going on for Ben Door at the time, so our storylines and blah 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 blah. So, you know, there I feel like, you know, especially after the main event segment or whatever else, they're definitely putting more into it this year. Yeah. So then we got a video from IWGP champion Sonata. Yes. He then issued an open Yeah. Dress always gonna be dressed proper. Um, look, 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 we'll, we'll hate on Sonata for a lot. Not the wear. Yeah. Not the fashion. Um, I mean, look, you, you might you, look, if you hate the beard too, if you hate the beard that he used to have, I get it. We're not knocking that man's fashion. That boy knows how to dress. Yeah. Um, so he issued an open challenge for the IWGP title at Forbidden Door. Looks forward. He wants to show the strength of the IWGP championship. And, um, you know, he looks forward to see who will answer the challenge. Um, I, I was kind of shocked when I saw this, and I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, Sonata's here. All right. Let's see. Let's see. I wonder who. I was so interested to racing. see who, who it was. And then I found, and then we, you know, 
But uh, Brewhaven, he's on one. He's definitely on one today, man. <laughs> he said this he, in the chat. He says, "Imagine Jericho giving Sting that King Road King's Road treatment." Uh, <laughs> like, like the like the idea of Sting getting fucking <laughs> suplexed on his neck at this stage. Like it, it's it's hilarious because we because we know that would be fucking awful. Oh yeah. man. Um so after that we ended up getting um four four-way party orders, eight-man party tag team match um and they were <laughs> they were going all out. Um it was Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, Sting and Keith Lee so uh Darby and Sting kind of just stay out there. They were yeah. taking on the Mogul Embassy, Swerve Strickland, uh, Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Um, and this was it, this was notable. Like Brian Cage was coming out. Dre- I was like, bro, he looks like Road Warrior Animal, but like he wasn't Road Warrior Animal. He was supposedly he was Blade Runner Sting. Right. Um, I'll shout out to Floyd for letting us know that. Um, but I, yeah, this I didn't know it was Blade Runner Sting. I thought it was just like when you know I thought it was Surfer Sting wearing black tights or whatever. Because you know, occasionally you wear black tights. Yeah. Like you wear like the black with like the the green and and, and yellow. Um, yeah. that's what I, that's what I had thought of. I was like, why is he cosplaying and Sting and facing him? And also they had smoke before in the previous, like, you know, when they had that hard or that warehouse match at one time too, like what's going mm-hmm. on? <laughs> this is random. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was just like, this was a babyface all-stars team against, yeah. against a heel unit. Um, and Besides that, like this was this was just like a lot of you know different cross matches. Got to see Swerve in there with Sting a little bit. Um, got to see <clears throat> Orange Cassidy getting isolated by different guys. Darby, of course, um, getting back in there with with uh, Gates of Agony, um, and of course, you know the big Sting, you know no sell section, and yeah. uh, he ends up getting the uh, Scorpion Death Drop for the win. This is a cool match. Yeah, fun match. So um, from there, Renee was backstage with the guns. Uh, she asked about their relationship with Jay White following the the finish from last week. The guns, you know, plays stupid. And they were like, what relationship, essentially? So I don't know if this should have been retconned to, to like, not happen or what. Um, but they said, you know, they're the best brother tags him in AEW. A fucking preposterous statement if there ever was one. Uh, and they said they're going to are uh, they issue even, a challenge. They're not even third. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> they said they're going to issue a challenge to, uh, to the Hardys next week. They're not even fourth. Are they better than, Are they not better than the Hardys in this stage? The game? Are they better than Top Flight? No. That's who I had third. Lucha Brothers. Right, that's who I had second or first. Young Bucks. That's who I had second or first. Is there any other teams we're missing? That's what that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't that's know. That's why I was like oh. that's why I was like they're not even third. Yeah. But um, I was like but no, I was like I, I thought you mentioned you were trying to be like the Hardys have been in. I was like, are they at this stage of the game? Oh, that's yeah, up for debate. No, 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 I you know, I'll take the guns. Um I, I'll tell you this right now. You if if you <laughs> I feel like if well, maybe they are hanging had out with Jay White. FTR that had somebody's career, uh, AEW career on the line, it would have been better. I have a sneaky suspicion, but we'll never know. But, you know. 
um what else happened um yeah the maybe the guns were hanging out with jay white maybe there's more to oh that wait because... we've got the acclaim hey brothers <laughs> yeah different kind but you know exactly <laughs> um but um the guns doing all that 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 ridiculous amount of cap like that maybe they are linked with jay white so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big cappers big cappers so we got wardlow against hager for the tnt title and um gotta say this was just this was just there for me i wasn't necessarily uh going nuts about this one it was okay yeah i i really don't have too much uh to add on this there was some hijinks with 2.0 yep um there was some chop block stuff with hager going on um, the rest of the JAS kind of feels like a dead unit, like between Hager and 2.0. They, I feel like 2.0 has had a lot of momentum, like in the past, and they've kind of been phased down a little bit. So, like, whenever you see them, they're just like, you know, they're 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 wearing it. And of course, you know, Garcia's kind of off on his other side. He's a special project uh, prospect type, so he'll be fine. But um, Brock Anderson ended up running out, uh, getting some uh, some some you know of uh, Parker and Menard, as they were uh, in Arn, pulled out the Glock. Of course, they did did that yes. whole deal. Um, I, I think I'm I think I'm tired of Arn. Um, I'm not necessarily tired of Arn, but I'm still trying to see what his purpose is and how it's helping Wardlow. Because I don't feel it like ain't. it's not doing it. It ain't. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, after that. Christian Cage and Luchasaurus uh, wanted to cut a promo on the screen, but of course the production um, it cut off about the first 15 seconds of the promo, so who knows? Maybe it was the, the greatest lines of all time. Unfortunately, we'll never know. Um, but we heard, heard the uh, part that mattered. It's going to be Luchasaurus against Warlow at Collision for the belt. And um, Yeah. Oh yeah, Rich, you forgot about Drew Lisko and Roosh. Ah, Drew Lisko and Roosh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so we got a video after that. Hiroshi Tanahashi appears on the screen. Immediately I start popping. I'm like, yes, love seeing the ace. And um, he said, as long as MJF is AW champion, uh, the title won't shine like it should. Tanahashi said he was very close to being the AW champion last year uh, by beating John Moxley. And this year he's going he's going to finish the story. You know, he's going to beat MJF for the belt. It's just a challenge. He didn't actually um, say finish the story, did he? Nah, he didn't say that. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, hey, look, I mean, I saw Maki Ito uh, talk about finishing the story in Tokyo Joshi Pro, like, and she actually said, like, finish this story. Yeah, yes, yeah, like, I actually, like, said it and, like, was saying repeatedly, like, it, it has reached over there as a joke. So, no. so I didn't know if it reached Tanahashi yet, but it definitely reached Japan. Yeah. Um, so Renee walks in uh, MJF's locker room. He's got an ice pack on his neck. Uh, he said, hey, it's official. You're facing Tanahashi because, you know, Japanese wrestlers can't have first names. Um, but MJF was like, huh? Um, I'm going to pass on that. Yep. Uh, fuck, fuck all that. I'll no show this shit. Um, right. You know, I'm not giving Tanahashi. You know, he's, he's a rando from a rinky dick dink. Uh, indie. indie fed in, right. in Japan. Um he said it's not going to be the first time he's no-showed something Tony Khan's booked. So, uh, yeah, thanks, but no thanks, Tanahashi. Yeah. Um, 
that match is going to be very interesting. It's like, can Tanahashi like reach back and give us another one? I didn't think it's necessarily that. Like, you know that, you know, Tanahashi, he's great in America because he's such a great baby face and so great at selling. Oh, MGF's gonna... gonna be a dashly <laughs> asshole. It's gonna work perfectly fine. Um, I just, you know, being a baby by the like, I, I don't want to see fucking Tanahashi lose to MJF. I, I will be rooting for Tanahashi to become the new AEW World Champion. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, same um, here. Um, like... I know it's not gonna happen, but it's gonna it's gonna be fun to root for it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hype up the Nero Falls. I'm gonna. Uh, you know, fully go and believe in Ace. Yeah, I'm gonna know. treat this shit like Sting versus uh Seth Rollins uh back in 2015. <laughs> treat shit just like that. Like I know it's not gonna happen, but it's gonna be fun to root for. Yeah. Um. So after that, we immediately got um <clears throat> like uh Renee. She was backstage with Orange Cassidy. Uh, she asked what the future holds. He was like, you know, everybody knows how this works. Uh, somebody's gonna walk in in a second, I'm sure, and challenge me. And that shit was hilarious. And Zack Sabre Jr. shows up right. immediately, and he's got the New Japan TV belt. No, um, no, no. He pull- when he pulled up, he says, "Oh, what do you know? It's Orange Bullocks." Oh, <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, is this fucking guy with the shenanigans over here? <laughs> um. So the. Garcia walks. He said, "You know, the idea of being a double uh, champion is marvelous." Uh, then Garcia walks in. He asks uh, Orange Cassidy where Cassidy Shibata is. Like, like, bro, like people just just walk around asking for Shibata. Like, what's wrong with him? Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, Cass- no Cassidy, idea. Cassidy, of course, uh, being a man that keeps regular contact with Cassidy Shibata, says uh, he's not here, but he's going to be here next week or whatever. So, you know, good texting, buddy. Uh, Orange Cassidy's in uh, Cassidy Shibata. I imagine they share lots of laughter uh, together. Um, and basically, they set up a tag team match for next week. So that's going to be a meme, a walking meme factory. I imagine that whole match. Um, the, like he, he's going to hit the salsa dance in front of Shibata. Like, yes, he is. And, and Shibata's not going to break. <laughs> be like, be actually, you can look at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like. <laughs> The I the fact that like Shibata had to f- had the, the the wherewithal to realize that like if I like do stuff with this fucking guy it's gonna make everybody pop and laugh and hilarious but like the idea but the but but it all works if I make sure I never smile or, or chuckle at it like it's the best like there's so much stuff with the Orange Cassidy thing that works because people are just like if I just if I just lend myself to it it makes it even funnier like when Sting when they were tagging that one time when Sting does the kicks. Yes, and it does the the, the yeah. <laughs> like this shit is hilarious. Um, so so that that went off uh, pretty good there. Um, then we got um, yeah, Br- Daniel Garcia says he's gonna be British for one week. Indeed, Brewhaven. That was uh, that was pretty funny. Hopefully, he doesn't try any of the cuisine. So. <laughs> Sorry to our UK folks. I hope Imp never hears this because I have to say it now. Imp's uh, vacation's <laughs> birthday was last week, and he said uh, that, that birthday, he was Imp. late doing something because he was eating barbecue all day. And my thought was, ew, <laughs> like this is ew, like the 
look, man, we, we've heard about British cuisine and let's say uh, it's 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 um it's bland palate. Like the idea that this man is just eating unseasoned roasted meat, I, I just I was I was like, wow, okay, all right, that's what we doing. <sighs> all right, I, look, man, I, I don't know, I don't know, but like when I heard that like there was a Popeyes in the London airport and like people was getting their mouths burnt. Uh, cause, cause the mob was too spicy. I was like, oh, nah, man. Nah, it can't be yeah, this. Man. Uh, yeah. I want no parts. I want no parts. Look, they, I will this say is this. why. This is why I will they say went this. around the world in search of spices. That's true. But I will say this. I, I went to Vegas in 2017 and Gordon Ramsay's fish and chip shop. They can hook up some fish and chips. That was actually some well-seasoned... Go ahead, Rich. You're going to laugh. It was some well-seasoned fish. Yes. But, um, yes. So, like, but I, but obviously, he's the exception that proves the rule over there. So, I don't know how the rest the rest, the rest, rest of the get-down is over there. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to ask a friend of mine who has regularly traveled to the UK in his career about... I ain't asking cuisine. him. Yeah, if that if, uh, look if when imp, if and when imp hears this it gets to him and he reaches back to me I'm not even gonna respond I'm gonna pretend I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pretend like I didn't, it never even happened what I'm just gonna pretend like it never happened I never said this look, no I don't even want to acknowledge it I'm even like this damn bro so who got next pick in this draft like that's just, just move on I'm not even gonna acknowledge it. It never happened full man. on denial. Um, yeah. So up next, we got uh, Tony Storm against Sky Blue in a championship match of many kinds. Um, <laughs> this one uh, happened to be for the AEW Women's Title, the one that was on screen, um, and uh, this was actually a pretty good match, I would say. Uh, I think Sky Blue's like coming along. Every time we see her, she's doing a little bit better, and um, yeah. I think she, I think she's like solidly out of that. Um, kind of prospect stage like where you think like because i think she's uh like she she kind of just brings something new kind of almost every time i say um tony's like this is her first like uh kind of defense um (laughs) she she uh got the heat on ma blue uh that was was singing sitting ringside uh i think she sprayed uh you know the the mom and all that that shit like that and uh, Sky Blue had her own um, her own spray, right. which was pretty funny. Now, uh, if you remember, like back when they were doing, um, was it Orange Cassidy in Jericho? And it was like, all right, like how is like Tay and Anna? How are they gonna get heat on on um, Trent's mom? Yeah, right. It never happened. But I always thought like that would have popped the hell out of me if they had pulled her ass out of that minivan, you know, hit her with a super kick or some shit like that. And then what did Outcast go ahead and do? They got heat on the mom. I was they, fucking they, howling. They sprayed Mother Blue. Yes. Um, <clears throat> no Soraya's around here. Um, I think we're all coming to. I think we're all coming to like similar conclusions online about how like you know. When Ruby first came over, I was like, hey, man, Ruby needs to be the unofficial leader this far as, like, the talking or whatever else. Tony seems to be um, wrestling better matches and, like, giving people more stuff, like this guy Blue match, for example. And, uh, yeah, man, they're, they're rounding into form, and Soraya's not around. 
don't know why, but I uh, hope everything's okay. So, um, as far as um, this whole thing, uh, this uh, she ended up tapping out uh, to Texas Cloverleaf. Yep. Um, and then Soho and Storm attacked her, and Willow ran out, and that basically set up a tag match for a collision. So, uh, Will Nightingale and Sky Blue. Man, that's a great babyface team. Um, after that, we got Renee Paquette backstage with Hook and Jack Perry. Uh, he said the summer of Jungle Hook is in full swing. Uh, Perry is basically saying he feels naked without the championship gold uh, because, you know, he didn't win. Uh, so he's going to officially accept Sonata's IWGP uh, title challenge for Forbidden Door. And I was like, hell, fuck it. Like, I, look, I look, I know who, who Jungle Boy is on pay-per-view. So... I'm not going to bet against the guy. Uh, kind of an interesting match from Betty a couple different. Him. What do you mean? Yeah, like like think he's like a not ready for this. Shouldn't be there. Um, and then also think about his track record. Like all he is is fire on pay per view. Uh, I didn't know people were having this conversation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like you know, there there's the hate I Jack think, Perry thing that's in full swing. There's I think the, there are people that why I, is he even in this match? Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, a lot. I think a lot of people were like, "Hey, man, this is the IWGP uh, champion. Maybe give him a more marquee player on the AEW side to, uh, or whatever else." Um, so I get that. As far as like yeah. the get a better worker thing, like, no, nah, he's good enough worker for that. Um, uh, I think I think a lot of people think that you know, Jungle Boy more than anybody else was um if anybody was hurt from the four-way thing it, he was definitely the one um so i i think a lot of that is character concerns more than actual like the the ring the bell ring once the bell ring anybody if you got concerned about jungle wants the bell ring i don't know what to tell you you know i i think it's funny that jungle boy and sonata are mashed up because they face a lot of the same criticisms uh, of being bland people say mm. they have no charisma um when i think both um guys both guys fans think they have their own style of charisma that appeals like to them i i I like jungle boy i think he has a quiet charisma that's like kind of understated that like and and of course the women love the jungle man i I don't know how many times i got to come on here and say this but nah it's real (laughs) yeah the jungle thing isn't isn't a coincidence yeah so um yeah, this I think they're gonna be. Um, I don't think they're gonna get tons of time or anything. I think they're gonna get like seventeen minutes. They're gonna do their thing, and Sonata will win because, like you know, Joe, like Jack Perry's kind of in this thing where he's so obsessed with winning a championship, and th- there's a clear straight line where all this is going. They stand next to Hook. He, you know, he he's gonna turn on Hook eventually for for this, and he's gonna get so desperate and want. He's going to turn on to get, get, get the fucking FW or F fuck the world belt. Really? Yes. Yes. Uh, like, um, and I think like he's going to get so desperate by that point. It's like, exactly. The heat is like, you want the FTW title? Like, are you fucking serious? Because like he failed to win all the other ones. Um, and I think Rich, this is going to kind of play a part in you that. You just said failed to win. <laughs> Excuse me. There is no failure. Um, no, 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 no. FTW. <laughs> Fail to win, you stupid. <laughs> See, it works on more lines. Some lines mean more. Do you think? 
Oh my god, oh. can you imagine? This man's out there with the, with the fail to win title because he's out here. Why are you, why are you going to this, this, this literally is the fail to win title because you out here with this, this title that unsanctioned, like, yep. <laughs> unrecognized. Walking around belt. with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Terrible. but yeah, th- this was a scalp. I think they were comfortable giving Sonata. Um, I don't think they were going to give him Hangman Page. No. I don't think they were going to give him John Moxley. No. That whole feud is kind of tied up and zipped up. So, right. um, if you're looking around for a babyface, you know, do do you want Ricky Starks in this position? Do you want um? Who else? That's a big face. You want Darby in oh, this position? Phoenix, oh, Phoenix can't be on because Triple A shit. Uh, yeah, all, all the the Mexicans are embargoed from Triple A essentially. Um, right, right, right. Um, and also CMLO based off of the, them not being with CMLO anymore. Um, I, like we talking about baby face and stuff. Like I'll go through the roster. I'll put a roster right now. But doesn't this need to be a baby face? It could be anybody. Like I, I saw, I, I saw. I remember off rip. I remember Josh mentioning Jericho. Was like, well, I don't know what Jericho's doing at Rindor. So, you know, that's also at play, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Like, if you give it a pillar, that's fine. I, you but know, I just... I, I think it needs to be a baby face because, like, I don't think Sonata's going to be over when he walks in. I think he's just kind of, you know... Go, you're in North there. America, make the people cheer for the title, try to cheer for the title change, what you're saying? Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Like, unfortunately, like, I don't think we can throw Biandito in there. Um... <laughs> Punk will, or Sonata, Punk will have to win that match. Yeah, you that that's exactly why that wouldn't happen. Right. Um, and, and then um, I'm trying to see. I'm looking at the roster. I'm in the D's now before I find someone worth a damn. Why can't uh, he beat Wardlow? I mean, Wardlow dropped his belt, but uh, you know they could have did this before. Um, you know, I wasn't Eddie serious. Kingston. I was mentioning just based off of like where Wardlow is now. It's like wow, that's shit. He may as well go out there and lose Sonata. How else he gonna get on the show? Like Eddie Kingston, you could have gave him an IWGP title match, but he's about to be in the G one, so right, like that right. would kind of be counterproductive. They're um, in different blocks, though. True, but like it's like you already got your shot, so why why even go to the tournament? Like to get so, one more shot <laughs> and die <laughs> going uh, through the fucking blocks. <laughs> um, I'm in the Jays. Do you want to give uh, Jeff Hardy a shot? Uh, at Sonata, I don't, do you I don't want Jeff John Hardy in the promotion. I want him. I want him home, Look, off the do you streets. Want to, do you off, you the, give John, off the. I said, do you want to give John Silver a shot at the belt? I mean, look. I don't look, look, look. That's the wrong. That's look, a bad I'm question to ask me because, like, I, I look, look, so, you, look. Someone would have charisma in the match. In the match, you know, the, you know the uh, what is it? Uh, the wrestling bot where they create the matches, whatever else. If yeah. I see a Sonata versus John Silver match on the thing, I'm clicking like on that. I want to see that fucking match. <laughs> so, yeah, you're the wrong person to ask me about that one. Like, I want to see Jungle Boy versus Sonata too. I just think there's a yeah. lot of, but I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, it's just him. I get that. I, I kind of get that hey, based man. on where he is and, you know, uh, right now. <laughs> but, like, once the bell rings, I have no issue with that whatsoever. That match is going to be do great. You wa- do you want Keith Lee in this state against Sonata? No. Do you want one of the acclaimed against Sonata? Uh, I'd watch him versus uh, Bowens. Orange Cassidy's got his own belt. Um, and, and then from there, look, Roderick Strong, not really established, so I don't think you, you could do that. But, you know, 
I'd watch I that. You could, yeah, you could buy him. You know, should they push that button? There ain't too many matches with Roger Strong where I wouldn't want to watch that. So look, I, I'm really thinking like out of everyone that's left, it, Jungle Boy is by far the best person. Um, I mean, well, it depends on what Darby or Guevara is doing, but yeah, right. It, it's one of those three, and right, then yeah. like, yeah. So either way, I think it's like I think it's the fourth match, like of the of the four headlining matches uh, here. And the, the, I think, but the thing is, like, once they announce, just... like, but once they announce what, like, you know, Moxley or Jericho is doing, like, it goes, it, it drops even further down, potentially. Well, no, I think this is gonna be this is gonna be traditional structure. Like, they're not about to. It, 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 maybe, maybe so. But as far as like interest, like, bro, if they pull out some, um, like, if they pull out some, um, Claudio Moxley. And uh, Wheeler versus like Umino versus not even Umino like versus like Naito Shingo and Hiromu that jumps that I'm sorry or or even if it's like not even those three it's like they they they, they replace him with uh with, with, with Suji I'm still putting that over uh that as far as the billing of what's the most important matches of most people's interest um yeah so like I think the challengers for both kind of present their own issues like what's with uh the AEW title match the challenger is an old man right and then the iwgp title the challenger is a young guy like mm-hmm. so you know there's no there's no early 30s guys like there's there's none of the the jay white swerve like none of those guys are getting iwgp title match right but shingo takagi is not getting the the aw match yeah. um Fucking Hiroki Goto is not getting the AEW match. Uh, Ishii is not getting the AEW match. Right. Like so, like there's I, I, there's posturing on both sides going on, which is fine. It, like guys, companies have a right to protect their guys right. or whatever. But I I think uh, I I don't know. I think people are so desperate to um, kind of make the companies kind of prove their love for each other. I'm like you're getting Kazusha Okada. And Brian Daniel or uh, Kazuzo Okada and Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay on the same show. Like someone's losing clean on in both of those matches. Like presumably, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So if if there were no, if belts weren't real, as I insist they're not. What we're we're talking about? We're arguing over the third and fourth match, and then uh, as, well, as we, even said, with the belts, we are. Yeah, even with the belts, right? And then as yeah. James said, depending on what's added, maybe you're maybe matches lower. lower than that. Right. So I would just take the good match you're probably gonna get on this. This is an all star game. This is uh and, and and both companies should be commended too for getting the belts quote unquote off of who they needed to to be able to book the matches that they did. Like could you have booked Kazushi Okada versus Brian Nelson for IWGB Championship? Yes, you could have, but you know who's losing immediately, right? And now we still, we still have a good idea who's losing immediately. I, still, look, I think Okada's winning, right? But it's not guaranteed, right? Um, and then like I think Kenny's winning, but it's not guaranteed, right? Because um, that belt can just easily go back to Osprey on the way back, right? So like, I think this is this whole. I think this show is going to be phenomenal, like and. Uh, this is all going to look crazy in a week's time when we're talking about like one of the greatest shows of all time again. So, <laughs> yeah, it, um, it, it is. It is. 
looking, you know, pulling out from a macro perspective, looking at it, it is a bit of picking, you know, picking nits or whatever. But, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. Then uh, we got a trios match. Uh, the Hung Bucks took on John Moxley, Claudio Castanoli, and Willer Yuta. Action pack sprint, 11 minutes, all sauce, all flavor. Um, <laughs> this shit was like. <laughs> Oh, this shit was, you know, all no, elite no. wrestling. I, I, you said all sauce, all flavor. Now I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to that fucking barbecue. It was, yeah, man. Um, yeah, love this. This was, this was insane. Danielson was on commentary. Uh, yeah. I found the um, the funniest thing he said he was like, "See, this is my problem with the elite. Like, they just don't go for the pin after the end." I was like, "Wow." He made it sound like if this was the one thing they changed, he would be all good with them. I, th- yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I was think I was I was more thinking like, God damn! I, I thought that Jim Ross wasn't on commentary this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, obviously, like they had mentioned, the BCC hadn't lost uh, in a year with Moxley in one of these tag team matches, uh, and they ended up losing this one. Um, with Willie Uta ended up getting pinned. Pinned Hangman Page was wrestling like a man possessed. Pulling out moves he hasn't done in like four years. A shooting, running shooting star press to the floor uh, with the with the moves. Um, really cool outfits for from the Bucks. Like they kind of just added the um the the cowboy hats to their black and white gear that they wore um in the forum. The little cowboy hats. Yeah, with, with the uh with with the uh you know these joints. I don't know the. You know the tassels on the top of the uh, the cowboy hat. You did this. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" He's <laughs> 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 like the headdressing thing they wore. In the- yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Okay, I don't know yeah. what it's called exactly. Uh, Brew having had a question. You think uh, the BCC guys had any complaints about Hayman's chops? Um, I do not. No, um- <laughs> I also don't think you hit him in the face either. But that's neither here nor there. They um. Yeah, this is this is a solid match though. Um this was like a lot of like uh this is like the Lee haven't got too many wins on this, so this was like a uh kind of like something to swing swing it to their side a little bit. Yeah. They've kind of been dominated uh, thus far. Um but tons of like action in this. Uh go out of your way to see this. But Hangman ended up finishing it up with the buckshot lariat and then after the match where to begin <laughs> so after the match uh moxley and uh claudio they they jumped uh, uh or they threw nick uh over the barricade they, they were beating everybody down eddie kingston's music hits eddie kingston has been seen in quite a while after quitting aw after getting hernia surgery and being an roh and generally he had, disappearing. He had, he had legitimate hernia surgery i had no idea yeah um yeah. he um gets a massive reaction obviously when you take eddie kingston away from a show i think the show becomes like weaker so <laughs> it was good to see him yeah um then uh the bucks like attack john moxley and um all of a sudden uh kanosuke takesha hit the ring to ward off well, eddie kingston well, be- oh well, before, before that, that yeah. moxley and Kingston and Claudio are all in the ring and like Mox and Kingston clearly still hates Claudio and like Moxie's trying to keep the peace 
and then the young bucks start coming in, and then from that perspective, then Mox, and then you know they're on Moxley, and then like Kingston's trying to keep the peace from that perspective too, and then yeah, yeah, it, it was it was very well done of like where are they headed? Are they because like that has been answered, and like you know Kingston hates Danielson, he hates Claudio, but those two you know were aces at one point, and like they never got any resolution after what happened. It was very similar to like when. Moxley and Claudio and Yuta had turned heel, but Danielson was gone for a few weeks. He were like, all right, when he comes back, he's going to figure out like what size he on or whatever else. And that led to like, you know, him turning heel himself as in the night, mm-hmm. uh, whatever else. Like, so like it, that's, that's another, another like, week or two of good TV off of that. And there was a post-show promo, which I'll talk about in a minute where, okay. you know, um, that might come into focus a little Tekesha bit. Like- comes out. Takesha then comes out there, uh, attacks Kingston. Um, from there, uh, he he's you know going around. Then all of a sudden, Kenny's music hits. Roof fucking blows off because we haven't seen him since the pay per view. Maybe I think so. Yeah, since the pay per view. Yeah, because he was you know they said that he was off there. He was in another country, and you know they said it, it wasn't Canada. Yep. So um, he, him and Takesha started throwing blows. Crowd's going fucking nuts. The chemistry's already there. People want this real bad. Um, and then, you know, he ends up giving Takesha a V-trigger. But then he turns around. All of a sudden, there's the bruv waiting for him. Will Ospreay um, jumps in with a super kick, lays Kenny out. Uh, just as he was going to do a Terminator dive, Ospreay comes out. Big holy shit chance. Um, and then he hits Kenny with a hidden blade. Uh, Brian Danielson is watching all of this from the other yeah. side um, on on the uh, apron. Really well, cool to see he, all these guys. Was he on the apron guys. or was he, on, was he just Excuse by me. the commentary? Excuse me. Ramp. Yeah, he was on the ramp. Okay. Sorry. That's really bad um, as a story, but just couldn't yeah. remember. Okay. But like, I'm like looking at all this fucking talent that's like hidden around this fucking ring. It's like Danielson, Omega, the Bucks, Moxley, Kingston, Claudio, uh, Takeshita, like yep. <laughs> Osprey, like did I already say? Well, good God, um, just all these people, like crowds, like on overload at this point. Did you say Hangman? Hangman, like just sitting right there, um, and like, bro, like that's just that's an insane. There was like eleven guys out there. Yeah, I think, think you 11, counted, I counted right? it out. And I was like, this is why like pay per view suffered because like obviously no Kingston, no uh, no. Um, Osprey, but it's like those nine guys are more or less all in one feud, so that's why you know that's why it was like that. Yep. And then um, Don Callis is ringside too, yep. and Danielson's up there. They're both applauding Will, and then just as the camera was about to cut off, uh, Will Osprey was like, "And I got something else for y'all." He yep. gave um, <laughs> Kenny another hidden blade yep. before. Right at the buzzer. Yep. Bow. So, um, yeah, legendary ending uh, to, to, to this show, I would say. Like, you just don't get that amount of greatness, I think, on a screen. Um, you know, as uh-huh. as much as we, you know, could feasibly do it. But it's just like, this was so cool. And I, I can't wait for what the go-home show is going to look like. So, uh, I've been saving this and been sitting on this for a few days now. Uh, people have talked a lot about um, Jay White's usage in AEW since coming there, and like I would like to just point just this observation I've made watching over the last you know from last summer to now, 
when they when when AEW has Jay White on TV, they use him in a certain way. And then when they have Will Ospreay on on AEW television, they use him in a different way. Um, and you tell mm. me who you think uh, Tony Khan values more. Just just observation. Just observation. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, that that was AEW Dynamite. So um, I did not watch all of Collision. I yeah. uh, I was out. Uh, in the A on Saturday. So you have to take us through um, kind of like, you know, the general vibe of the show. I saw the the opening promo. I watched the main event uh, quickly before the show uh, got going. Um, but uh, be- actually before that, uh, the ESPN interview that, that happened with CM Punk. What was that uh, about with people talking, like bringing it up as if it was going to be, like, as if you're going to drop some bombshells on, then you read and you're like, oh, this is nothing. Even if you well, hadn't mentioned it with your guard up, you'd still be like, Oh, okay. Well, I think the deal was like there was stuff that didn't get printed in the interview that obviously didn't make it. And then, you know, when it comes out, it always looks different from, you know, whatever. Um, I think, <laughs> I think Wade Keller was right. Like, because people still got upset. He's like, people were not going to be happy with this. People weren't throwing parties after this thing came out. I think it was good from a sense that we got. Uh, CM Punk's name on some of this stuff uh, that supposedly was lies and rumors and all this stuff that was happening for months and months and months. Um, I, I saw it and I was like, interesting. Some some of the stuff in there, I was I was just looking at it and kind of looking at it like, okay, um, but it's interesting how no one else says a word, still can't say a word for months and months and months. Um, but this is this is what he continues to do. So um, it's just rehashing all this old stuff, bringing up new found points about the match at Double or Nothing, um, more about that shoot aspect stuff where um, I think he said something like, you know, they basically had talked before, um, you know, that, that one promo that happened. Um, and he and Heyman had, you know, kind of an outline of what they were going to say. And then Hangman said something else, essentially the, the workers' rights thing. Mm-hmm. CM Punk asked him about it. I, I believe Hangman said, you know, well, didn't that happen or something like that? Um, or basically like because you did or some shit like that. And he was like, no, I didn't. He still works here. But, I, you know, we hadn't seen Cole Cabana for months and months. And, you know, he was kind of in that he process. He shipped off of- ROH. I don't even think it had got that far yet. He was just gone. Like, and then I, oh, I he thought he got transferred later. Okay. Yeah. But all that, obviously you got, we've litigated this thing hundreds of times or not hundreds of times, a bunch on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was like, you know, the whole, that whole aspect was, you know, there were obviously there was like receipt stuff possibly going on in the middle of, of the one match. Um, and he was like wondering about the chops and the chops of the mouth said he had a chipped tooth. Um and like tough I shit. Like <clears throat> Yeah, like like I don't mean to say like you know, whatever happens, whatever happens, but it's like we see people get their fucking teeth knocked out in the middle of matches, keep going. Like I remember when AJ Styles when he hit this, you know, does the, the kicks and then the, the that back fist, he ended up knocking out one of Miz's teeth. Match kept yeah. going. I don't recall Miz going on some tirade about how about how you know AJ Styles like is a fucking idiot. I I don't recall any of that. 
an entire year later. It's like the 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 guys that the people that are champion this it like people will have uh have chopped these clips up and everything like that and you know for the the soft ass cowboy and all this shit that, that everyone's talking about it's like I don't know man I don't know what people want out of this whole thing it's like is, is he soft because he's hitting the guy too hard or hitting him in the wrong place like I'm like all right man like like I don't know what to do with this anymore at this point um because aside from hand these guys some gloves say box it out which Pond doesn't want to do because he's threatened right like you know I don't think he would actually want to run it with Adam Page personally but um it's it's just a um when, when I when I watch the type of wrestling I do that James watches and watches stardom I'm like <laughs> Is he will he complain about the teenagers hitting him too hard? Like what's the like what's the deal here? Like, like I don't care I, about how hard somebody gets I, hit in the ring. I don't. I, to to be fair, to be fair, I think the thing wasn't necessarily you know, no, obviously we, we we've all had these talks about like there is some word about whether or not CM Punk wants to uh take chops or, or certain big, you know, punishing blows compared to, you know, no regular standard, you know, Memphis punches or whatever else. Even though, you know, how about, yeah, if you want to go in there with Shane, good luck. <laughs> right. But, um, I, I, so I think the thing is, from, from what I saw, his perspective was, well, I don't know whether or not we have heat still or anymore, but we did. And then I just got a chop in the mouth. I don't know how to take that, which that is fair. That's a human reaction of like, I thought we were past this. I got hit in the mouth, but it's like, it's also pro wrestling. Shit happens. And also, like, more importantly, when, like, shit happens like that, like, most of the time, people just, they're already over it by the time they get back to behind the curtain. Why is he still holding on to all this stuff? It, if the complaint was, was, uh, name on this was Sammy Guevara, people yeah. would be calling him all kinds of bitch, soft, everything. So, like, people gotta pick. Like, it, yeah. is this the big tough man CM Punk that apparently is just uh, whooping ass and, and taking names and everything else? Or is he the fragile, like, person who y'all don't want to actually see people hit get hit hard when you say, this is how, how these soft people operate and everything else like that? And I'm like, I don't know what you want. So <laughs> you tell me what, what, what y'all want. So I, I think, um, I think, or this is how I feel. I feel like I understand both of their perspectives, CM Punk and the Elite slash Adam Page perspective on all this. I feel I feel like hey James, I wish we knew the Elite's perspective. I wish we knew Adam Page's perspective, but unfortunately, we don't. I mean, I think they were given instructions not to. Um, and they're just. They, they're, they're not dealing with it, and that's fine. Like if they don't want to, if they if they're not going to talk about, it, they're not going to talk about it. You can't force them to talk about it, no matter how many times you cut, you know, work shoot promos on them to try to go them into 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 a future money promo uh money program. If they don't want to work with you, they're not going to work with you. Eventually, that's going to get real old real quick. Um, but uh, from the from the CM Pump perspective, it's like. I get why the, the things he says is like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. I saw it this way. Okay, I can see how someone f- gets that to that point. And 
and he did say he apologized to Tony Khan. So the person that, needed to be that apologized was more to, than than we than we'd heard from him previously. That's true. So that's true. Like, and that I think that should be that should be noted because I was like, bro, like you embarrassed this promotion. Like, fuck, like the you know just the 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 um you know the individual guys like you're you're beast with them mm-hmm. right like you embarrassed this company and made it look bad like it, you you made the people watching this shit be like huh like like what is happening it was like a demolition essentially right right and a, and a lot of the you know reason why a lot of people watch aw is to get away from the 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 feeling of everybody is like politically jockeying to get to you know whatever spot they have even though like that's not really that's pro wrestling um I, I think for me, like to hear Punk and to hear Kenny Omega at, at a different time a few months ago say like, hey, like shit happens and you kind of like let it go blow over or you move on. I, I'm like, yeah, I agree. However, Punk has been it's been almost a year now. And you're still talking about this, and like obviously, and he's like, talking about he's, talking he's about like, it because, my like, ain't this, shit been done still about like, it, and I'm well, like, well, what do you want to be done about it, bro? Well, like, right, right. Well, well, like his thing is like, you're still talking about it, and like this is his point to talk about it because like this is this is like his thing, this to is his him, lifeline. This is thing to keep him hot for now, coming back, right? Because like he comes back, he's in Chicago, and he's getting cheered to death, but like he's clearly working heel during his promo, right? Like. He has a shaved head, which was like, uh, you know, after he, tur- after he turned on Rocket Raw 1000, he had a shaved head. He did the whole thing where he took off the 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 uh, the mic uh, mm-hmm. logo thing or whatever else. He's clearly working heel, and he's clearly, like, giving up. Because he knows, like, I'm in Chicago now, and, like, I'm doing my Bret Hart baby face in my home, t- in my home area, heel everywhere else thing. Like... When he takes his ass to Toronto oh, and to Hamilton, well, actually, to yeah, Regina, and everywhere else, he's going to get booed. Take a, take us through the promo if you can. I guess we, we can just okay. blend it all together. Yeah. So, um, uh, Punk says he's tired of being nice. He was on the shelf for 10 months with a ruptured triceps that I believe he said was uh, t- torn off the bone. Uh, he says as long as he's he was here, uh, this would be fresh, this is a professional wrestling business. It's not a popularity contest. Got to say that makes no sense because right. a lot of pro wrestling is a popularity contest based over who goes up, who goes down. Period. Whatever. Bingo. Like yeah, I'm gonna get what he's saying. Like he's doing it from the K pay perspective of like you win, you lose, and you get promoted based off of you win, or you get demoted based off you lose. Whatever. Uh, so. so uh, he says, if I was told, so he said, if I was told Young CM Punk that he would sell out buildings all over the world, Young Punk would believe you. And then he goes on and says, a Massware Garden, Budokan Hall, which he absolutely has not sold out because it's like 18,000, 17,000 people. Bro, um, I, I saw someone tweet the cage match card of that. I believe like it, was like, it was like 5,700 or something like yeah. that. So yeah. Then he dropped, then he dropped the tell me when I'm telling lies. I was like, all right, man, the whole shit's blown up now. You should stop. But you know now, now to be fair, we don't know. Like obviously, we know sellouts a different base of like sellout based off of they opened up every single thing, or these are the only amount of tickets that were available to be sold, and therefore you sold out that particular number. Right, right, right. But whatever, uh, he, he he can have not that. not getting into the either or or that is not important. It's like when Hulk Hogan put two hundred thousand in the Budokan. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, that's not, that's not even, you couldn't even possibly do that. I've been to that building. Not a chance. Wasabi King said the same thing in the comments. This is like Hogan's embellishments. Nah. <laughs> th- th- those are far worse. Far, far yeah. worse. Um, so he said, uh, I'm oh, sorry. So he said, like, um, He's uh he's gotten here by right uh from the back off the backs of smart and passionate professional wrestling fans. And he loves people because uh and he says and he loves the people because they love him. Uh, they love him because he's always unapologetic and and he's himself. But there are some people that that, that do hate him. And Punk's knows his presence makes uh, people uncomfortable because he is the truth and the truth is painful. Uh, and then like the crowd starts chanting "fuck the elite" chance at an all elite wrestling show. Like, Imagine. Imagine. I've heard I've heard people what try do you to think refute the e this. Stands for, my friends? Bro, I've heard people try to refute this and say, you wouldn't say fuck Vince McMahon at a WWE show. Well, one, they don't fucking boo Vince at WWE, no matter what. Like, for one, and two, the company's not named after Vince McMahon. Like, right. 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 But um, yeah, yeah. The the yeah. fuck fuck the elite. Yeah, uh, and also it's like are, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Funny. I didn't know the I didn't know the elite were out here uh like getting fired from their from their positions because they were using company funds to pay off uh you know set their their sexual misconduct at the workplace. I don't recall that ever happening. But okay, yeah. whatever. I you know, yeah. I guess having to argue with the rest of you like is so much worse than <laughs> <laughs> Then what Vince Man has? Like, what kind of fucking point is this Vince Man thing? You bro, dumbasses, it, bro. It, it's it's like a, it's a lot of nasty, strange bedfellows of people that are have been longtime CM Punk fans, and then they out there rolling in the mud with them Cornette people, and and it's just, that's showing up with them Jim Cornette shirts on, and it's like it's, it's just a nasty, um, unholy alliance. Now, Rich. I think out of all the friends uh, that we, uh, I like the Largo Loop and Social Suplex, outside of maybe Floyd, am I probably like the most person is trying to give the most uh, extended, uh, extended like chance of like rope to CM Punk out of the click? Would you say? I think everybody else is pretty much like take it or leave it, or doesn't want to see him anymore. Right, and like me and Floyd, like Floyd's the only person is like, be like, hey man, like I just want, I don't care. Floyd's like, whatever, I don't care, I want to see him. Me, I'm like. That's fucked up what he's did, but like, bro, that ain't bad enough for me to be like, take him off TV. I, like, he's fucking great at television. I don't give a fuck. Like, he's an asshole, but that asshole sure is good at fucking <laughs> for wrestling. Um, so, like, even my point, I'm just like, why you're you you hate the like? I don't understand the people that I just don't get the the mind frame of people that are like that love punk so much that like they hate the elite on this because like. Compare, let's compare both both wrongs in each party. Who's more wrong in all of this stuff? It's CM Punk. I don't get it. <laughs> but okay, whatever. So well, I, uh, I think I think the the easy comeback to that would be, well, Hangman started. I'm like, well, are we I'm acting sorry, like we're children? Not, we're not Look, six years are we old. Ha- are we acting like children? Like yes, that that are like six years old. Well, this person started. I'm like, all right, let's let's lay, let's draw the chart, let's do the T chart. Like since we want to be six. And seven and ten years old. Let's draw the T chart, and then we'll write what happened on each side, and then you tell me what outweighs what. Uh, not even, or you could be like, okay, well, since he started it, how about this? How about we? How about we, how about I hand you a handgun and you shoot uh, Adam Page? Because because once you start something, yeah, it has to be finished, right? Yep. Yep. We're gonna be that fucking obtuse about this, right? So anyway, like I, I really want to do our show in a way to cut through 
a lot of the the easy stances on this shit because yeah. you can easy easily say you're with one side or the other, whatever. I'm a br- pretty public, well-known elite fan. I don't even really tweet publicly too much about this whole situation and everything like that. But when I want to talk about this stuff, I feel for me, it, it feels pretty clear. I think, I think saying fuck the elite uh, at uh, the elite show or is at AW is funny. Yeah, and then it's like, like, and I I know it's like it's because it's like, all right, if CM Punk wasn't here, right? I'm thinking like this: if CM Punk wasn't here, and the all these people, like, because like these are not people who like the numbers say like these are not all new fans that were just brought to the promotion. Like these are people that have been around, everything else like that, and it's like, I feel like it's the cornet poison. Like I really feel like it's the cornet poison, and then. They were like, "Oh shit, we were able to um to rope in kind of by association this really big star CM Punk. So now like this this kind of shit really exists from these people who didn't like the elite before or whatever. The, the people that are sharing the AEW botch videos and stuff. These are the people that are cheer- that are chanting fuck the elite and stuff like this. Mm. For the most part, I believe. Um and then like uh we'll get into it more with the uh with the uh, choice of uh, the music on Collision, but there seems to be a conscious attempt to try to appeal to an older audience. This the creating yeah. alternative already for your alternative, like yeah, like it, to me what? watching the show. Oh I don't, you you saw me say this um, when I was watching the show live. I thought the show was great, and I thought like between Dynamite. In collision, that like, I these are two totally different shows, but they were both great for what they were both going for. And when I was watching uh, collision, it felt like I was watching like a two-hour SmackDown or a two-hour Raw or whatever else. And it was like one of the better ones where you have like this big punk promo, you have that awesome or great uh, Andrade uh, Buddy Matthews match, the squash. And, um, and then like the main event, right. And it felt like in a woman's match as well. And then it felt like I was watching like the Ryan Ward, like immediately after the 2016 SmackDown raw brand split, where it's like when SmackDown was going, I was just having really good shows every single week mm-hmm. or most weeks. It felt like one of those. Um, and it felt like a, it felt like a WWE show and a, and a good one. I don't mean it like, like, cause I know a lot of people get on the WWE tropes and the laziness they do and how they book stuff, whatever else. But like, if if you do the if you do it well, there is a foundation in place to actually make good shows out of that stuff. It's just Vince is out of his fucking mind, and so is um uh Kevin Dunn with his crazy fucking camera cuts. So for me, it was like I felt like I was watching like what Tony Khan's idea of. Um, Saturday night, uh, what his Saturday night main event would look like, instead of it being what ninety minutes or an hour to month, so Saturday night main event was this was two hours, and I was like, I really enjoyed this, and like I want to, I want to see next week. There was no big hook to get you to into next week, um, but that might be because of uh, the Forbidden Door stuff or what might actually happen um, on Dynamite this week that might build something on that. But I enjoyed it, and I will be tuning in next week to see where it goes from there. Um, so yeah, like. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on all that stuff. It's like, to be said, like, for the people that, like, want an alternative, 
and NXT is too small, and the guys are too green. If they do this well, people will fly, people will check out this show that are in the older demographic. And like you know, when we talked about uh, earlier this week about off air about the Elton John uh, music, and let's it's like, bring it. Let's it's bring it to. And it's like let, let's bring it in. Yeah, let, let, like, let's bring. It, yeah, like the, it, like the theme, the official in, or theme for this uh, for Collision is um, Elton John song from 1973, and you were like, you had you know. You didn't hate the song as far as how it sounded. You just kind of like, well, that's a that's a that's a odd or a bit of an eyebrow raising choice at least, because it's a fifty something. It's a nearly a fifty year old song. Yeah, I don't. And like for me, I was like, yeah, that it is. And I was like thinking about. It, I was like, well, you know, we talked about like the NXT slash WWE people that are going to be kind of like, uh, more of the marquee people on this show. Um, they have to figure out a way to make it more, to make it different from Dynamite. Otherwise, it's going to be Dynamite on Saturdays, which is basically what Rampage already is, kind of, except with less stars. How do you make it different? How you make it different is, like, just do something. Let's do competent WWE. And that's, you know, for one episode, that's what it felt like. And I was like, I really enjoyed this. This is like, this is like watching, like, one of them episodes of Raw SmackDown when Vince is in his bag because he has a point to get across and try to get something going. And he's not, like, out of his mind yet. Um, so yeah, so they played that, that, that Elton John song. And I was like, all right, they're trying to like, this feels like SmackDown on Fox. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, who is this trying to like appeal to? Because I'm like, it just feels like a, a change the has been made in this company. A, a change has been made in this company. And I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of it. Let, let's just say that. Um, if it's and, for, for me, if it's done well and it's like, and you still keep the identity of dynamite intact, then I don't see the harm of it. Cause if the shit, cause, um, if, cause all the shit that you, that we don't like that's on dynamite anyway, is moved over there. And like that shit has like CM Punk around saying that carny shit you're doing that you think is going to work over here, but like sucks over here. Fuck that. Get it off the screen. It's probably going to make for the best of both situations. We're like the, the, a lot of the bad, so a lot of the shitty Jarrah stuff dies off and like CM Punk is at charge is quote unquote on charge over there. And then the elite are in charge over here. I know it sucks that like, we don't think they want to work with each other, but like if I get good TV from both of them, I don't care. It, it presents such an identity crisis, I think. And I think it presents such a war within the fan base. I think John from Omikaze, um, yeah, I, I saw summed it up perfectly. And John he said, said get fractured the fan base, but it's like if this show is meant to attract like people that the older group that like are at home and like there is no you know college football right now, and like they don't and they watch and they tune in and they've tried AEW but they think it's like outlaw mud, mud wrestling shit, but they do like they do remember CM Punk, they do remember Rusev, they do remember Andrade. They do remember, you know, Buddy, uh, Buddy Murray, Buddy Murphy, or whatever else, and, and, and Alistair, and they're over here, and they're doing good stuff. I don't see how that takes away from actual Dynamite watchers, because y'all, y'all already, or not y'all, like, a lot of people are already, you know, gonna kind of pick and choose anyway, based off of how they feel about CM Punk and all this shit anyway, and, like, this is for trying to draw... The people that are, the fifty year old over fifty people that are home. So in like if you're you know if you're a dynamite watcher in theory I, you're you're not going to be home for Saturdays at eight o'clock any damn way. So this is who they're trying to grab, 
and I, I see it as, you know, now that I see it in, in practice, I kind of see what they're going for. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, what John was saying, like anytime you can make your fan base hate each other, you got to do it. Um, and then when I think about these pay-per-view shows and like they ain't going to have separate pay-per-views, so they ain't going to be able to keep this thing separate. Um, but for so long, I feel like I just feel like it's a it's a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. The contract situations will be what they are. And I think it's something to pay attention to. Um and you know, I was I was looking at it. I was like, all right, you know. And, and as far as my thoughts on on the punk promo, like maybe if I would have watched it in real time, I would have had a stronger reaction to it. But I thought it was pretty benign. Like I didn't think it was like um, him going out there and and doing like this explosive, like uh, like this explosive damage promo that like people should be that angry with. Right. Like if no, you're no one, like, right? I don't think anyone should be angry with it. Like, if you want to be angry with it, you're angry at the, like the fucking presser after where he's sitting next to Tony Khan and he's eating the fucking muffin and he's you know taking a taking a blowtorch to the company. This was clearly like, I'm going to say this. Is this okay? Yeah, okay, you can say that. Can can I talk about you know I was a champion? Can I talk about MJF? Yeah, you can talk about that. Can I throw in the line at the Bucks or whatever else just to try to like. If in case we ever do get around to actually doing that, you could say that like I came back and that's my first thing on mind or whatever else. Sure. And like the word was that he got the okay to say that line. Who gave the okay? Clearly not the Young Bucks, I don't think, or Kenny Omega or or, or um Adam Page, but someone gave him the the okay line with it. And then like you know a couple minutes later on uh the Young Bucks, one of them said like, hey. Like we would have put counterfeit bucks on a T-shirt back in 2018, and he said, and he said like, or one of them said like, hey, like go kill it. Like for me, it's like he's saying his little thing to, because that's his thing, that, or not his little thing. Like he's saying his his piece because that's what people want to see him say is like either be remorseful or be an asshole about it. He chose he chose the asshole route to go about this because like that's the only way it's gonna work because once he leaves Chicago, he's gonna get fucking booed. I, so, I th- and I think they're all kind of aware of that too, and right. I, and I and I I don't think I think the Bucks kind of just want to like the Bucks don't they care want, they're unbothered like, that's what I'm like, getting bro, at <laughs> bro like they're like all right you want to do this like like passive aggressive like jabs and shit that's kind of the name of their game too like I, well, I, for, for what they're not like verbally on the microphone like they know how to like get their point across in ways that like much like CM Punk makes people not stop talking. Like yeah. these are both sides are, are masterful at this. And and, 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 and to be fair, the young bucks were in Chicago, had a trios match where Kenny Omega bit one of them dudes, ar- bit one of the opponent's arms. And then both either one of the young bucks, or both of the young bucks fucked up a, uh, a buckshot lariat. So there was a receipt to be owed in that particular point at that time. So like him giving it verbally, I was perfectly okay with that. And like the young bus clear to uh, appear to be like laughing at it or whatever else. So like for me, it's like Punk is trying still to get a match with them dudes. And to me, them dudes do not give a fuck about having a program with him. And like so, and so for me, I'm like, dude, Punk gets, Punk gets to go out there and say the thing to get some hot to get some hot for now as he moves on to the, doing the MJF thing, and then we'll he'll figure out something for him later after that. And the Young Bucks can just go back to not wanting to ever wrestle him again. Or, or, or not just the Young Bucks, but like them guys never, never wrestle him again. And 
it's over now. People are just gonna still talk about it because like there's nothing else to really talk about that's more controversial than like, oh, these fake oh, these fake fighters had a fight one time and they they might still be mad about it a I year later. Like, I, I'm it, amazed it's good we're still getting in, in business or whatever else. I get it. I'm amazed we're still getting like juice out of this thing. So Same. like we you know, if they if they strap one of these guys up, if they strap punk up again, I think, you know, something may jump up again or I don't know that that or or somebody like you know doesn't resign or something. That's when I think the real next kind of uh, if there's another down, another shoe to fall, that will be a shoe. Yeah, right. And then like you know, I'm thinking about like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and the entire saga that general like generously was like 18 months mm-hmm. between WrestleMania 12 and Survivor Series, um, and you can see after WrestleMania 12. They didn't work together <laughs> right. until Survivor Series, right? Right. We're already a year into this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, whether people realize it or not. I think we're looking at a similar timeline on whatever resolution, you know. I mean, we're kind of more than a year. of Like, the workers' right things before was what? Uh, just, like just over spring, a year. Like spring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're just over a year into this, and it's like either A, like, we're gonna they're going to be playing on different sides of the sandbox, it's gonna be all this mudslinging and just whatever. They're gonna learn to live with each other and just hate it, which hey, I don't know. That doesn't so- that doesn't sound appealing. To, it sounds to like people. everybody else is at their jobs. Sorry, I'm sorry that but, I'm sorry that a pro wrestling can't everybody be like else anybody, can't be like this perfect but, uh, utopia where everybody gets but, along. But everybody else isn't like phenomenal and outstanding like all these guys are who and have the ability to choose whether they they do that or not. So I, Rich, I'm, I'm, I, I, you've been you've been hitting on this for a while. If the if any of the elite get hold off their spots to go to WWE because a guy that 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 can't whoop half of their asses, I don't. I'm, I'm gonna look at the young bucks like they. I'm not the young bucks. I'm gonna look at the elite like they soft for 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 like for just getting hold by by like imagine Kenny Omega or Hangman be like you know what bro it's too much pressure I don't want to wrestle him but I also don't want to deal with him bullying me I'm taking my ass to WWE where I get less control to do this probably less money less opportunity what I want to do you're fucking buffoons stay your ass there he can't beat you he your daddy what look when it comes to it we we've seen these situations in wrestling with star wrestler and promoter if you can't beat the connection between Tony Khan and the man he's a mark for in CM Punk, it ain't just CM Punk you're fighting. But what does it matter if y'all never wrestle each other? Well, it matters due to money because they're they're competing more than just wrestling against each other. They're competing for money. They're competing, you know, for the timeline. They're competing for space. In the so, conscience of the, of the wrestling fans, so and ul- much, ultimately being a top star. So, so I don't uh, know how so long CM Punk has left. I'm trying to give you a definition of this. So, okay. what what money would get in the way that that any of those parties feel are due to them from the elite side that will cause them to walk away from what they have to go to WWE to get it? I don't think it's a money thing. Like I think okay. the mo- I think the money will be like, all right, we'll hold the money up publicly or whatever, and then the what what happened for real is on the other side, right? It's the disrespect. Like it's not the big things; it's the small things. 
Like I always take it back to when FTR was in the press conference, um, basically giving Jim Cornette a hand job and then saying he can say whatever he wants about the company and all that shit. And knowing what Cornette does, right. And Tony Khan just sitting there allowing it. Um, you can take it back to the scrum. Tony Khan sitting there allowing it elite being silenced at every turn. Um, whether it was being canceled at the press conference, NDA up regarding that investigation, um, never being allowed to speak about it. Hangman himself, not being under an NDA deciding, I'm not even going to feed into this because it seems like there's been some kind of directive, whether it's from the elite themselves or it's from TK to basically be like, Hey, in order to make this work, can y'all just do me this salary? So and maybe they agree. So, that. so because of the fact where the elite have not said things when we've had times where even Kenny Omega has spoke on it or whatever else. And Hangman clearly is not legally uh, under, you know, seal or whatever else to say something or, or, to, or not to say something that we are now to, or do we are to assume that like they have been told by TK, don't say nothing and let them, let him say whatever he wants to. I don't, I'm not, I'm not really going down that line. I think people are getting into speculation. It's no, not I'm just looking fair. At, no, I'm just, I'm just looking at what's happening. Like, I'm like, the, the, but if Hangman doesn't want, saying something. but if Hangman doesn't want to talk about it, like that does, that doesn't mean that like he was forced not to. Or be, yeah, or lean yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And then the fact that he hasn't done anything, and this other guy's still going on about it with no like drudging up all the stories on the Wednesdays that that come up every time. And then this ESPN thing, it's like, what do you want from him at this point? Like, how much quieter does he need to be? Like, <laughs> like I, I, I like he just needs to shut the fuck up, resign, and then just quite you know, personally just i think allow be, this all to, to go down that that sounds like disrespect to me rich i feel like people i'm sure you can see, yeah you can see it that way but like the occam's razor idea or thought of it on like on like figure out what what's going on is like them dudes are over it and don't care and they're not talking because they don't give a fuck <laughs> I, I, I like maybe maybe like if you know whoever else reached out to him and asked him stuff whatever else maybe one day they will but like it's not something that they really actually feel pressed to talk about and also like another part of it is like hey i'm my contract is coming up real soon if i shut the fuck up about this maybe i can get more money out of tony khan uh when if i just be if i'm just quiet about this because no one said anything about this no one knows how i feel he might feel pressure like damn i gotta pay i gotta pay him extra half million dollars a year there's all point. that stuff invo- involved in all this stuff. So, who knows? But you're right. Like Punk talking about this does lead to people speculating on both sides, on for both sides as far as Punk's wrong, the elite wrong. Even though the elite haven't said anything to how, so how the fuck can you even come up with the, their wrong thing? I'm just thinking <laughs> as like, given all this stuff's going on, I really don't think these dudes give a fuck about what CM Punk is saying because CM Punk can't whoop them. Like I don't, I, I, I just don't. It, it will boggle my mind if them dudes left. Uh, because they're already not wrestling him. They're already doing right. other stuff without him. They're still in control. The only thing they're not worried about is his booking because they don't have to book him. So who gives a fuck? The elite, not the thinnest skin guys in the world. So their perceived nonchalance or not give a fuck, I find that hard to buy. Being as big of a fan of these guys, I, I know, like... There's a reason they, they they went right in the Instagram bio. If they didn't give a fuck, they wouldn't have updated anything. Um, you're right. You make a great point about them shutting the fuck up and then basically coming back to TK and be like, I shut the fuck up for you when we could have like made this ugly and we didn't. That's solid point. 
I think they should. I think they should hire James Boyd for that strategy. Um, well, you know they have uh, they have the same agent, all of them, right? What's up? They all have uh, the same agent, don't they? Or at least uh, at least Omega and the Young Bucks have the same agent, right? They A do. representation. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, they on the Bloom team. Yeah. So, um, all I'm saying is like, yo, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like they were like, yo. You know, we'll we'll leave them to you know. I, I just don't see tying the um, the franchise, if you will, to CM Punk, who's about to be forty five and is like super fragile. Same, I, like the idea, like you said earlier, for me. like earlier, probably like I don't know, maybe ten minutes ago, you were like, he might be champion. And I was like, fuck no, he better not be. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. They've already been burnt twice with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, only getting older. So have we have, now, I know people have talked about Punk looks better than he had before he left or whatever else, and I don't. Dis, I'm necessarily disagree about that, but I have yet to hear the the dreaded CM Punk feel like he's in the best shape of his life because <laughs> that's when you know he's been to lay it down. I believe I heard uh, Russell Wilson say something of that nor- of that nature. Look, um, all, look, all the greats say they, they feel like the best they've ever felt, and then all of a sudden, that's the year they had that decline. They fall off. They prime. That's the end, last year they prime, or right when it happens. Yep, normally. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep everything. You know, we'll, anytime there's another big one of these segments, we'll we'll do it here better than anybody in the world. Yeah. So come to One Nation Radio. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. Uh, but what, what was the rest of this show uh, like? And I guess we can talk about the main event too, because I did watch yeah. the main event. So the uh, the re- the next show, the next thing after that was uh, well, Punk finished with by saying like you know um, Brian Zaslow, he calls me you know uh, was it uh, one Bill Phil allusion to like the speculation that like AW's uh, TV next TV deal is worth a billion dollars, which like it probably ain't, but there was speculation at the time. Um, and then he's I, like, look, I'd like know, to see it. Like I'd like to see it, uh, Phil. Yeah, so he's like, and then he goes Where's on to say, because I am the one, because you know, because I am the one true article in the business full of counterfeit bucks, which led to the young bucks thing we were talking about earlier. Um, yeah. And uh, then Punk, you know, he brings he has a, a red bag that clearly has a title belt in it, and he's talking about like last, you know, I'm not gonna show what's in his bag. I don't think he said that, but he's like. You see what's in his bag or whatever else. Like last time you saw me, what was in his bag was holding above my head because, like, you know, I he's like because I won the because uh, I wasn't just in the greatest uh, uh, dog collar match of all time. I won it or whatever else. So I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, bro, that wasn't a title match. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever, man, whatever. Uh, so then he throws shots at he, he throws out his punks at um or he throws out his shots at uh MJF saying he wants you know obviously he wants a title match he wants a rematch because obviously he he didn't get pinned or submitted for the belt or whatever else um and then he um then he basically walks off huge reaction over like a god I thought this was a great promo I thought that like given and also when you compare it to the shit that he said to about the young bucks and the elite. Um, and at press conferences, clearly, like, he's in control. He clearly, like, is trying to program Bill. Whether he gets the program or not remains to be seen. I don't think he's ever getting that shit. But he it, it is. It would have been nice for him to mention the guys that he he re- was wrestling that later that night at some point, but he didn't. 
Uh, I think there was a video package in between um, that Pump was in where he mentions the main event. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, to be fair, like, CM Punk's coming back after this, month, like, we don't give a fuck about Jay White and Juice Robinson and then... Um, uh, Who could have predicted that? You want to see, hey, man, what you got to say coming back after after, after that stupid-ass press conference from 10 months ago, 11 months ago, a year ago. Uh, so, um, then you end up getting... Uh, after coming back from commercial break, you end up getting Andrade coming back, huge big face reaction, welcome back, Chance, all that versus Buddy Matthews. So, starting the match, and it's basically like a like a starts out like a WWE lucha match, slow paced or not slow paced, but like methodically paced. That's a more appropriate word, but spectacular stuff. How you also look? notice, like you know, given you know, Rich has talked about this. Like once you leave WWE, it seems like everybody decides to put on. Uh, more more muscle mass and like obviously these guys when they were in 2017 or whatever else when they were NXT both of them were t- or 205 Live like these guys were you know the hybrid athletes if you will and they were doing spectacular things but they're so much bigger and like the things that they do now are still spectacular but because they're so much bigger it feels like everything comes at more of a cost um mm-hmm. And they work that into the match. So, like, there's a part where, like, Andrade gets on the apron while Buddy's on the floor. And he does a, like, a cartwheel into a, uh, a moonsault to the floor. Um, there's also a moonsault. There's also a, uh, a spot where they end up by the barricade. Andrade gets on the barricade at the corner point, And then he jumps off his hurricanrana. Um, and then Buddy goes after Andrade's bad uh, peck. Uh, starts working on the arm. And um, Andrade gets Buddy's leg, and he has three dragon screw leg whips um, in, in short session to each other. And they end up on the top rope. And now, while this all happens, like, from that, that's basically commercial break, right? And they come mm-hmm. back, and then Andrade comes back with the, with dragon screws. And, like, they start working more methodical after they did, like, the flashy stuff because, like, they're, one, they're, they're bigger, they're tired, and like they start working on these body parts, and like I like the part where like as they're working on each other's body parts, that there's less movement as far as like athleticism and explosiveness, and more of like them selling the 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 toll the the whooping to put on each other. We're like Buddy selling this knee perfectly, Andrade selling his arm perfectly. Everything they do comes at a cost of like, do I want to do this because it's going to hurt my limb, my injured limb? And they're selling excellently for guys that you know were considered you know the. NXT 205 like guys that don't sell anything and all that bullshit. Um, so they get to the end of the match where um, they're both on the top rope. Uh, Buddy goes for the sunset flip power bomb or try to get to the buckle bomb like Seth Rollins. He lands, immediately caves under his knee. He ends up getting up, fighting back to his feet because Andrade was so foggy and he gets him and hits him with two of the uh, cheeky Nandos and then uh, he gets him up. And uh, and the power bomb, and he gets him up, and he can't, and he just collapses underneath it because he couldn't do it. And then Andrade, uh, sorry. So then Buddy then moves to put uh on the Rhea Ripley prism lock, but he can't hold on because his legs let lets out again. And then Andrade moves him towards center of the ring, and then slaps on the figure four. After he tried to get a figure four earlier, they couldn't slap on. And then he bridges up and does the Charlotte figure eight, and then Buddy has a tap. Great match, hard hitting match. Like this was a this was a this was like watching La Sombra in New Japan. This like obviously but more you know, obviously he's bigger now, but it's just like the same thing was like 
when I was watching versus Nakamura or whatever else is like that. And like, this is a great match. So after this, Andrade before that though. Oh, good. Oh, Never mind. Oh, so Andrade tries to help Buddy off. Buddy pushes him away, but Andrade ain't having. He's like, shake my hand. We just went out here and had a damn you know a war with each other. You know, I bested you, but I respect you. Shake my hand. And then Buddy's thinking about shaking his hand, and the lights go out. Uh, Brody's there. Andrade's or sorry, Andrade. Uh, Malachi's there. They lay him out, and um, we're off to like. What is going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks with like what happens with Buddy Matthews? What happens if like you know Andrade brings Drillisco and, and Roosh and Preston Marsh, Preston Vance to this? Like, are we going to Roosh going through going to be a Malachi versus Andrade thing again from 2017 NXT? Who knows? I'm into it though. Roosh uh, been having some visa issues lately, yeah. so hopefully those are cleared up. And uh, may- maybe even he gets some LIJ assistance at Forbidden Door. Maybe they're setting something up with that. Um, I did for Wardlow. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I fucked up. I forgot the, the uh, TNT title match. It was uh, um, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. They start off by hitting each other with shoulder checks. And then um, they start hitting each other basically like try to hit each other the power moves. There was one point where Warlow had Luchasaurus up and was trying to do like a tombstone, but like kept trying to do whatever he's trying to do, but couldn't. So he eventually bailed out by giving him a power slam instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so Warlow hits once one power bomb with the power bomb. It starts to, like he got started the symphony. Uh, he gets distracted by uh, Christian, and then um, he goes back to Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus hits the uh, the the uh, uh, choke slam. Um, Start, you know, Warlow fights back again. He gets to the top. He hits the big Swanton uh, ism, and then uh, he gets Luchasaurus up in the corner, and he does, you know, ten strikes from the second rope down upon him. The ref gets distracted or taken somehow. I forgot Luchasaurus, whoever else, what happens. But next thing you know, Christian Cage gets one of the like photography cameras and bashes that shit across <laughs> Warlow's head, and then. Uh, and then uh Mosh is fuck ass. Yeah, and then Luchasaurus hits a big move and gets the and gets the win. He's a new TNT champion. And uh he celebrates by having Christian Cage grab the title and he puts Luchasaurus uh, Luchasaurus puts the Trish Chase up, up his shoulders and like the heat is that like Christian Cage, you know, the guy that doesn't want to wrestle, just wants to collect the check, is it is like a a champion by proxy because like he has this dumb this big dumb lug working for him and doing and he's helping him so he can you know get better uh checks at the pay window. It's funny. Funny. Um Warlow. Um AW should have sent Warlow to the G one. Um hmm. it would have been a perfect time to take the belt off of him, take a step back with him, pull him off TV for a couple of months, get him more experience working working with different people can kind of let loose over there um you know instead of sending eddie kingston who is it's like this gold watch thing for him uh who i don't know if kingston's gonna survive the tour and he's fresh off a hernia there's also the part Um, where like kingston has been putting in work on strong for so long that like that's not just a aw selection that's also a strong selection too yeah so i would have liked to see like like i i Seeing all the debates going on, what can like what's wrong with Warlow? Mm-hmm. The, the ball being dropped on him and everything like that. I mm-hmm. think there's a couple of things that need to happen. 
think he needs to obviously ditch Arn Anderson. Um, yeah. I think grow that his hair whole back. thing is grow his hair back. Definitely. I was actually listening to uh, Solomon uh, Monster. He mentioned this. He was like, he's like, after, oh, his, after coming, he was like, yo, who did who did Warlow who did Warlow fuck to have this happen? To look less good yeah and then he mentioned like maybe he did mention like maybe it is his hair like maybe he, you know that was a look he had a specific look to him and that hurt him and I was like wow Rich did mention this and I never really you know considered and like, I yeah. imagine Warlow is getting all the bad advice in the world I, um, I, what I will say is this he's on collision he's CM Punk obviously likes him this could be him being downcycled so they can start the next thing for him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, I, I think that him and Hobbs are going to do well on Collision. Uh, um, and, I, and if I had to and, guess who would you know, do better, I, I would I guess think, Wardlow because Wardlow's ahead of him as far as a worker. Yeah, and who knows if they're like they're strictly tied, you know, to to the show or anything. Yeah, but. Well, well, I, well, I don't mean that like. That's another thing with this, right? Like when we're doing the the, the stuff about um, collision and dynamite, people are going. There's going to be people going between both shows. There is no hard brand split, but there are people that like like just based off of what's on the video package of the opening. They like need I more imagine, like people like CM Punk, Orange Cassidy, Wardlow, FTR, um, Thunder Rose. There are gonna be people that are like, if you want to see them more weeks than not, they're going to be on Saturdays, but. I don't think they're like barred from from getting from getting into dynamite. I don't think that, mm-hmm. or at least that shouldn't be the case. Uh, but but Warlow, like you know, to fix him too, like you know, I would have loved to see him in the G one. Um, That'd be fun and and have him you know just work a bunch of different styles. Let him wrestle a main event. Let him have some fun. Let him hit hard and then like. Stop. I think he needs to stop listening to whatever bad advice he's probably getting mm-hmm. from some some veterans that may be hanging around that telling him to just be a big man and all this stuff. Because, like, I feel like the cracks of who Warlow really wants to be shine through. Right. But I imagine they're like, yo, try not to leave your feet as much more projection, more whatever. And not all that's bad advice. Right. But. The thing is, these guys, there, there are things that, that, that always work, that, that like fundamentals of wrestling that, that will never change, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the, you know, and I'm just, I'm speculating here on the advice thing. Just knowing how the, how the locker room is and knowing the pressure that less experienced guys have to listen to the older generation or the mm-hmm. senpais or whatever. I think Warlow needs to disregard anything the likes of, for example, Paul White or Mark Henry. Uh, yeah. These are just like, don't turn them off completely. But at the same time, it's like, Warlow, you you can't get over in the way they did. <laughs> right. Like, you're not that big. You're big. You're not that big. <laughs> you're big. And you also wrestle in a radically different wrestling environment than existed for those guys. Right. So he's going to have I, to sell more. He's gonna have to sell. He's gonna have to work, like and and I think a, a worker is inside of Wardlow. I think I think he's a good talent, and I think he um, obviously you know has had lots of support at different times mm-hmm. uh, throughout throughout uh, the company. But 
I think he is just someone they just need to just slow down on a little bit and then and then figure out like where do you see him? Do you see him as a superstar? Do you see him as a top person? And if you do, book him like that. Mm. Like and, and just don't and plow through, don't give a fuck, do whatever. Because we never really saw a psycho sit in the mid card. That guy was a main event or nothing. And Warlow's not a guy that I think really has much value just hanging around in the middle personally same like it's, it's almost like a waste it's like you might as well like i hate to say fire him or anything but it's like let him move on to to, to another chapter or something like because like he, he's either a top guy or he's not mm-hmm. or he's like you know the or he's just like all right he's kane like you you have three options you can be you can be not with the company you can be a top star or you can be kane like which one do you see him as? And I think AEW needs to figure out figure it out sooner rather than later. Yeah, and the thing about the whole Kane thing is like Luchasaurus already is Kane, already doing the Kane thing. So, yeah. well, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so yeah, man. Like I think that you know after watching this show, quite frankly, like I feel like you know with Hobbs there with Miro there. I feel like in, in you know the the I the, the feeling of this feels more like a a harder hitting bigger more a slower pace promotion or or, or, or like idea for or uh, mentality or method for what you want to do on Saturdays if that's the case and like this is the better place for Wardlow than being on Dynamite where it's like all right yeah I can do a Swanton but then like either before or after me Ray Fink is coming out here what the fuck like you know what I'm saying like so. I feel like this environment is more suited for his strengths um, in theory. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, that's another reason. Like, it's not just the part where it's like CM Punk has his own, in theory, his own little playground. It's like, there's also people that like, because of how many different talents there are, there are people that you can highlight for Saturdays that will stick out more for what people that are over 50 like than, than what's on Wednesdays in general. Even though I think all of it's phenomenal, or the more, more of the phenomenal stuff is on Wednesdays. If if there is a generational thing that comes with the wrestling, there just is, right? Like, you know, we talk to people like Floyd, we talk to people like Tanya, they're older older than us, and like, you know, they might like Darby, or Floyd might like Darby, um, Tanya might like some of the luchadors, whatever else, but it still comes or, or, or Kenny Omega, especially Tanya, but like there's still a there's still a disconnect as far as like the so much of the lucha influence or so much of the non 80s wrestlings in how fast it works so like yeah i i, I see so for me i'm like warlow this is the place for it to work like if it's ever going to work it's going to work more likely on on this saturday show after what i saw <clears throat> um so uh we get a video package from scorpio sky it's showing a bunch of highlights about how like you know he was the first uh tag team or world tag team champion speaking and, of cap say again I heard something like it was it was pushing this man as the present and the future of AEW yeah, or something he, like he, that's that. That's what he said. Like they were oh, they were okay. showing highlights and then that's also showing like a little a little voiceover from him saying this while watching the these highlights. Mm. And then he did, and then he did the heel finger snap thing again. I was like, Oh, you're still doing this again? Huh. It's been a year. I thought you were done um, doing that. Like, okay. I think a lot of people find Scorpio's got to be pretty boring um, as a wrestler. I've always liked his work. I like his um, work too. And I, 
I like kind of enjoy like you know like what he does, but um, people have talked about some of the early like the year one people that are around where it's like, all right, where do you quite fit? Mm. And I think Scorpio's got to got to prove that like, yo, I'm not getting left behind. And especially as long as he's been out, all the new people that are in, you see where Frank Gazarian is not in the company no yeah. more over an impact, probably doing, you know, awesome. Frankie's Frankie rules, but like, um, and, you know, the like, just just think about all the uh, the changes that are, that have happened. All the people that have, have signed, superstars, mid level guys, whatever. The people that you know are probably like Scorpio Sky's like closest comparisons are like the pillars, right? But like Scorpio Sky is not a pillar because he's way older than them, right? Yeah, yeah. So you had to kind of do whatever you're gonna do with Scorpio faster. But it's been so much time. The pillars have risen since then. Mm-hmm. So it's like now you're competing with those guys. So like. I, I got. <coughs> I just got. Got want to see one thing out of Scorpio. Wrestle your ass off and make everybody that doesn't believe in you believe. That's the only shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. And like, look. Worst case scenario, he, he they they put him in a tag team and he becomes another valuable tag team. Worst case scenario, because Duke's yeah. clearly talented. He's overqualified for that. Um. It's just you know. I remember like he was doing a lot of damage on Dark. And, like, for me, when he was doing all that damage on Dark, I was like, that's telling me that, like, they don't really see it, you know, quite to that extent. But, um, you know, um, you can't take those match, you know, they can't take that ladder match with uh, Guevara away from him. Just can't. Uh, so, uh, then, after that video package, you get Tony Nese in the ring. He says he's tired of seeing ugly, fat people in Chicago. Or, I don't think he said ugly, but fat people in Chicago. And he says that, like, we're... I, I'm so disgusted that like I I am a personal trainer and what we're gonna do is some stretches. So I, I almost but I, I like if he had said burpees I would have start I would have popped. But whatever. Uh, so he you know and I'm like oh this is when work this is when Miro comes out and destroys him. Sure enough, I heard them horns. I was like yep, let's get it. Miro comes out. Miro kicks his ass. He gives a couple spots here and there, but mostly it's him kicking his ass and then he ends up hitting the big Mashka kick and. Uh, and then he hits him slapping on the uh, the accolade and gets the win. Uh, Miro, you know, still great at squashing people smaller than him. It's fun to see him around. Got welcome back's chance as well. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, what's your boy's name? The lawyer. Sterling got involved a little bit too, but uh, he got thwarted as well. Uh, I watched a, a little bit of this part. A lot of gray hair on Miro. Yeah. Um, and uh, squash is cool. Uh, obviously entertaining a squash match wrestler, but like, you know, the way people cry about this guy online, like you think this is like, I don't know, like, uh, like this is a superstar Billy Graham or something. So, uh, in the seventies. So like for me, squashes aren't going to be enough with Miro. Like, right, right. I, I just think what? this was like given the time because you had the two, you had the title match, you had the Andrade match, you had the long main event, like, do a enhancement match here, bring him back. And then plus is what he's really good at. Have him kill a smaller dude, and then we'll see where it goes in the next coming weeks. Um, you know, like if they want to get off to the Wardlow versus uh versus Miro Hoss wrestling, I'm into it. Um, so yeah, but we'll we'll see where he goes from here. Uh, obviously he's a bay face now. We'll see. Like they gotta like this show. Uh, even though I, I enjoyed the show, there were no there weren't many hooks except for like 
really like what happened with the women's tag match and the Andrade stuff as far as like look be you know, be able to look out for what happens next week, kinda. That was really mm-hmm. it. But um so you end up getting a women's match, you end up getting uh Willow and uh Sky Blue versus uh Ruby and Tony. And um I don't remember much of this match because like it was late and like I was like, hey, I need to get to Chick-fil-A. But um I saw Willow pounced. Well, before we get to that, Mama Blue was there, and uh, Mama Blue she uh, she she struck first. She bombed first. Um, she wasn't having it this time. Right on her so, enemy. Right, right. She bombed first. So that happened. Uh, there was also a part where uh, Willow pounced Ruby into the barricade, and uh, I would like to know like a health update on Ruby because it looked. It looked painful. It looked bad. But um yeah, um they put Ruby in the final stretch with uh Tony with uh, I'm sorry, with, with Ruby and um Tony goes to use the uh the spray, she gets thwarted, ends up going into Ruby's face, and then um uh Sky comes off the ropes and hits her cold blue and gets the win. Um after, you know, obviously having a match with Tony Storm uh on Dynamite and getting the loss, she gets a win back in Chicago. Um, obviously, she didn't pin the champion, but like it extends this and like leads you into like what's going to happen further with potentially whatever they do at Door with Tony or and or Willow. I'm gonna just say this: um, I didn't wa- I didn't see this match, but um, on Twitter there was a specific conversation going on um, regarding Sky Blue, and I saw a photo come out from the match, and I just want to let all y'all know. Price is watching. You know, I didn't know there was a, I didn't know like the internet was, was quite a desert like that. Where it's just like people are just dying of thirst. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, uh, and it's like the same. It, There is a tr- strategic thing being done by, because it's a cosmetic business, by some of the women to make something similar to like a push-up bra happening with their pant- at, with their bottom half. It's That's obvious. not happening in this case. No, I'm saying, but like it's obvious, and she is oh, doing okay. it, and whatever. I'm not going into whatever, but like it's being done, and it's like okay, cool. But like she's in there with Willow Nightingale and Tony Storm. Like, why? I don't understand why this is such a big deal. There, 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 there was, there, there was a. She wasn't the only one in there packing, if you will, right? So I don't get it. Whatever, man. I don't know. Well, you know, you know what I mean. How old is she? Twenty-three. That's you know what that's, it is. Okay, so that's what it is. There, she's really young. Okay, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all are sickos. That. Yeah. <laughs> Get get help! Like, yeah, yeah. But, but she uh, is improving. Shout, shout out to all the young ladies, though. She is improving, and um, she seems like a she seems like a potential player. Like, you put her in that pile with like someone like a red velvet that you saw it, uh, you know, a year or two ago, and you're like, all right, she might be able to. She might be something you can, you know, use build build upon in the coming years. People. People like her now because they, they, they had her yeah. around. She's familiar. She's not like some some random indie worker anymore. So yeah, right. like you know, I I, th- I think if you were to send her over, 
She, I believe she is. Okay. I, be, I believe she is. Yeah. Okay. I, I think she's the type of, of wrestler that like, like a young wrestler, like, like kind of young wrestler to where she would get better working like in stardom. Like if they brought her in and we're like, yo, you're the bottom person in this unit for like <laughs> two months. Like she, she would improve the, the whole time because <laughs> no, she clearly wants to, no. you know, get better and all that. Yeah. I'm just laughing. Even like you bring it in and she's just bottoming and I'm just like, <laughs> That was a totally different conversation in a different, in a different place. Like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, we're going to bring you in and we're going to have you grab the robes. We're going to have you come out here and eat every pin. we have you clean the mat we, uh, during the, during, uh, between, Hold the uh, coats. Uh, what do you, during, during intermissions, it's like, damn, man. <laughs> Hold the coats, catch the dives. Yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, man. Um, so, uh, by this Look, point, oh, Wasabi Cat, I'm not saying that there's um anything wrong with it. I just think people should uh, use more discretion, like when they're like in their admiration. Like they should, they should just come off like there, there's there's a cooler way. I think that you can express your, your desires. You know what you desire, boy. Like, yeah. like I don't. Yeah, like it, it is weird how. Like, look, man. It's like, yeah, we get me, it. Me and me and Rich, we talk about this every. It comes up on a some type, some on a regular basis, right? Where it's like, look, man, can we? Most of the women in pro wrestling are generally attractive. Why certain people get certain attention for certain things and not others, and why people go o- overboard with it and OD on it is like. Ew, y'all are just too horny. Relax. Take it fucking easy. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, in a pre-tape uh, video package, Turkey Starks added himself to the Owen Hart tournament, and he noted, and he said that uh, it's absolutely his to win. Also, earlier in the show, you had Hobbs with QT Marshall, and he said he's going to be in the Owen as well. And I was like, oh, God, I never want to see them. Please don't t- put them in the same side. I don't want to see them wrestle as another match together ever again. <laughs> um, like they like, were so much better for for they were so much better as a tag team than they were like wrestling each other. It's weird. Yeah, they um. I'm I not saying it's good, show, but it's it was. Yeah, weird. they they had a good unsanctioned match, but like it just didn't live up to what everyone thought it was gonna be. Right. Um. I remember and, that with like the 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 LED stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and um, I I would pair them up against New Japan guys, both of them, and just take them out of their element. Like, can 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 we get um you know, uh, can we get Ishii versus Hobbs and 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 we're going to push Hobbs in the chest and say, all right, let's see it. Mm-hmm. Like with, with someone here, Ishii. Can can we get Ricky Starks in there with uh with Shingo or something like that? You know. Now, now you say you want Ricky Starks in there with Shingo, but like you know, it also comes with trade offs. Like he's gonna be in there with like, I don't know, like with with Finley. Hmm. Yeah, and, and, st- and stuff like that. And like, yeah, we I mean, David Finley's we're not bad. We're gonna put him in there with evil, like, bro. Yeah, I would, bro, yeah. bro. If we ever, ever Bendor get a uh, Ricky Star versus Evil show, we are jettisoning that that event into the sun. I don't give a damn. I'm gonna give a damn if they put Okada Omega Five on it. I, nope, shut it down. Fuck it. No. Um. So. <laughs> So then, with another pre tape after this, you get Jared ver- announcing that like he signed a concession stand brought against Mark Briscoe, and I heard about, about how this. like uh, Memphis forty six years ago they they uh, did a Tupelo concession stand brawl. Uh, Man, even that, that like, shit is more recent you know, than that Elton John shit. 
<laughs> yeah. So he says, uh, he says like, there's no, there's not gonna be any Karen, there's not gonna be any Sanjay, and uh, it's only gonna be Jeff kicking his ass, bro. How many people gonna uh, interfere in this match? Four <laughs> or five? What's over on all this? It's gonna be niggas jumping out, jumping out from around corners. Like, shit. FTR's gonna make an appearance in this, right? Oh my god! To even odds. Like, for uh, Briscoe, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. unless they've been kidnapped to collision and to never be seen again. <laughs> but um, someone's gonna gonna make sure that the odds are even. But I expect madness in this match, and presumably the height of what Jarrett will do in this company. This could be it right here. If it wasn't the Orange Cassidy match that he had, it will be this one because uh, I think Mark Briscoe is great, especially in in this kind of like. Uh, wacky environment where he's like the serious person. Uh, I, I think he's thriving. Whatever. Get it over with. Get it off my screen. Uh, so, like, if you're going to do Jeff Jarrett in tags, whatever, it's fine. Singles, no, I didn't sign up for singles Jeff Jarrett in 2023. No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the come out, Shivani's around uh, uh, to do it, and um, Caster says that uh, during his... Erkaz says he wanted to wish uh, <laughs> Billy Gunn happy Father's Day. He called him daddy ass. Uh, Billy Gunn noted that he's not uh, been in the game much lately and that Trio's titles are still within reach. Uh, Bowens noted that AEW now stood for two things, acclaimed every Wednesday and acclaimed every weekend. Uh, they, they said they wanted to scissor the city that made the acclaim uh, the people's choice. And, and so they throw a big scissors party. So they end up doing one scissor, uh, is from Matt's Caster. One scissor from Anthony Bowens. A third scissor is from Billy Gunn, and a fourth scissor from Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone scissoring <laughs> only on Saturday nights. So, uh, someone mm-hmm. in the, someone in here mentioned uh, asked about like what I thought about or what we thought about uh, Kevin Kelly on commentary, right? Oh yeah, Kevin Kelly is there. It's Kevin and Kelly and Nigel. um and also Nigel McGuinness. Um, Kevin Kelly's great. Uh, he does, you know, the things that he does in New Japan where he basically, you know, throws in the story arc, the th- story arcs or character beats for people. It's great. Um, Excalibur is better at calling the play by play. Uh, but as far as like, you know, the stuff that Jim Ross was when he was in his peak was really, was great at like Kelly is at the, probably the best person at it right now. So I'm glad he's doing AEW. He's still going to be doing New Japan for now, at least till the end of the year, I believe. Um, but yeah, him and Nigel are gonna be great. The only thing I wish yeah, is like cool. there was a babyface uh, color person so that Nigel could play more heel because because he, when he was in NXT, he was in the heel announcer. He was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, playing down the middle, he's still great. So like as they get more time together, they're gonna be a, they're, they hell. They might end up being a better commentary team than what they have on Wednesdays. And if you got those two is com- those two tables is commentary teams you got a good fucking table or good good t- uh, teams because like I love Excalibur and Shivani and Taz yeah right um, um, uh, you know you know give and take with it like uh, they're gonna be like uh, Ross when he's healthier because he had a black eye he had a fall but um man, it, it was bad cause, this like, Jim his Ross bad and his voice is fucked up uh, bro he, he sounded like he was but, near death but he only did the main event he only he was only yeah. there for main event. Um, you know, I talked about it online on Twitter, like, you know, and I've talked about it on the show. I'm past Ross at this point. I felt the approach is past Ross, uh, on commentary with any kind of regularity, but 
I still want him doing the sit down interviews with people because he's still great at that. Um, you mentioned that he did one with um, Eddie Kingston, right? Recently, uh, Don Callis. Oh, Callis, that's what it was. Yeah, Callis. So like, yeah, he should be doing those. That's what she is. That's what exclusively he should be doing. Where he, like every two to three weeks, he sits down with somebody to get over a storyline and a character, you know, and where somebody is with the character right now at this particular time. But as far as him calling the action, we're past that now. We got guys that are better at him doing this. There's really no need. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that Kevin Kelly's here. I think I, th- I think I heard something about Ian Riccoboni filling in for Kevin Kelly for Kevin Kelly at times when he's doing it in New Japan. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think that could easily because you know he's still going to do the G1 and yeah. all that, and um, so I, I don't know how long that whole situation is going to work out. Like that seems like a demanding schedule once it's like in the thick of things, flying back and forth, and then having TV yeah. commitments, so. and then also having to do certain shows, having to do the voiceovers in English. On delay, yeah. he's gonna be burning the candle both ends. Enjoy yeah. the dual stuff while it lasts. That's yeah. all I'm gonna yeah. say. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, it, I don't think it was coincidence that, like, you know, when he doesn't, when he's not over there, and they can, and he can't do it on delay. They've had Charlton doing play by play himself. He did stardom. He did the stardom Yokohama Arena show. And he was great at it. Like, if he needs to be tasked with doing it, he can do it. You might need to throw people with him to be do play by play, but like he can do the commentary. Um, but yeah, uh, it's sad to break up that too that team because like that's probably my favorite announced team is Charlton and and Kelly. But they had a great run. Um, hopefully, they don't end no time soon. But like if it breaks up, they were great. Um, Man, it's too bad. Like I don't know if we'll ever be in a situation where we can get Kevin Kelly and Don back on commentary. Oh my uh, fucking god. But I, I don't know. It, like the whole dynamic would be different this time. You know what, so. Rich? Maybe we do need like we maybe we do need split rosters. So it doesn't and, and so make sure shit like that never happens. Like the Kesha is clearly on Wednesdays, so that means Callis is clearly on Wednesdays. He cannot be around uh, Kelly on Saturdays. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, you, just that alone, Rich, has made me change my mind. You know, what, 180. Fuck that. Full on brand split. No interaction. Full segregation. <laughs> Yes, yes. One Nation Radio segregation Ooh. first. What? On June teeth. What? <laughs> all right. So, um, so then uh, Kelly ran down all the matches, whatever else. I'm not doing that because I'm not Excalibur. And I'm also not rich. Uh, so then we get FTR and CM Punk versus uh, Juicy J and Smush. <laughs> Brother. So, uh, they. Basically had uh look, Cash had the working shoes on tonight. Dax was in there as well, but Dax Dax was this, trying a lot. He looked a I'm little wrote, better. This is the first time where after, you know, you've been saying this a few weeks where he seems like he there's some type of injury or he's uh, slept behind where he was, you know, last year. This is the first time I've noticed it. Um the heavy lifting overwhelmingly was done by FTR here. Um and Juice was selling and bumping and 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 uh, hamming his ass off in this match, um, but they put in uh, Punk for a second, and then they had him go face face with Joe, and the crowd perked up. Like, bro, those matches are like seventeen years old, and they and they're they are just got a crowd rumbling for them for them too. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought this match was great. It went uh, it went longer than it probably should have. But, like, they basically protected everything to get the Punk to get a hot tag in there. He went crazy. Joe gets in. Um, and then Joe slaps on 
they have a back and forth with chops and everything. Joe lights up with chops. Uh, so Punk fights back gets, uh, and gets ahead. Um, there's interference outside or interference from the other guys from Juicy J. Uh, that gets Punk's attention. Joe gets the uh, Coquina clutch in and gets the hooks in. He's and Punk's look like he's dead to rise. He's fighting like hell not to tap her to pass out. And um, on either side of the ring, you see FTR, both of them trying to get in the ring, and then uh, Juicy J on both sides stopping them. And then uh, Cash gets free, and instead of just stomping out and bringing up the, the submission hold, he, like, goes to the other side of the ring to free up Dax, who so Dax can then free up Punk, and it was like, so instead of just doing a simple thing, he turned this to a Rube Goldberg machine. You know what a Rube Goldberg machine is, right? No. Nah. Okay, so, like, you ever seen, like, in the in cartoons or, like, in real life where, like, someone sets up all these, like, contraptions, like, mechanical contraptions where, like, you know, dominoes fall, and then the domino falls, and it knocks over a ball, and then, it knocks, and then the ball falls downhill, and it turns on a fan, and the fan, like, at least all this stuff happening to ultimately do something really simple at the end of what it was supposed to do, like, it's supposed to turn on a record or something uh-huh. like that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, that's, a Rube, that's what a Rube Goldberg machine is like. They Instead of just knocking, getting pumped free, he literally, like, goes to the other side of the ring so that he can, so the other guy can then free him up. It's like, no, just go right here, goofball, goofy. Some of that storytelling in psychology that everybody that, you know, that's the, loves. That's, that's not the, that's, that's not it. That's not it. Um, Yeah, but uh, Punk is free, and then um, Juice tags in. Juice, obviously, is there to eat the pin. Uh, Juice is uh, catching... Juice ends up catching a, a shadow machine, or what do they call it now? A big rig. Big rig, and then then they uh, go to sleep, gets pinned by Punk, and then uh, they face celebrate, or the CM Punk and <laughs> FTR celebrate. I don't yeah. know if their heels are faces right now. Well, they're, they're big face right now. Yeah, I thought this was uh, pretty slow paced. As you mentioned, they went long. They went 25 minutes for this. It felt like the strategy was keep CM Punk on screen as much as possible, but he was largely out the ring, and Largely kind of unimpressive. Not not really, you know. It's, it's CM Punk I, in 2023, so I don't think we're we're looking like a. Uh, he's not exactly John Moxley in the tag. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you know he's about to go nuts like Hangman Page uh, days before in the six man or anything. But um, I saw. I felt like there were a lot of rest holds in this. Like it was like three of them. It was like I was like I've never seen a six man tag in this company with this many like. Two guys on each side staring at a hole being put on. Put Rich. on. Rich, it's pro wrestling. It's tag wrestling. There should never be rust holes in the match ever. I feel like there were three different ones, and I was. I like, agree. No, 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 no. I don't disagree. I'm just pointing out that, like, if you have that many bodies, break up the fucking hold. <laughs> and they were just like sitting in it, and I was like. All right. And yeah. Then, like, it was, the and it was a lot of it was down. a lot of Joe on the apron being, and you're like, uh, okay. All right. It's like it's like get your ass in there, or get your ass up and fight. Yeah, like, like get your like, ass in there so that like the the person that had so that the other teams that has the advantage can like stop you and throw you out to the ropes, like just like every Japanese tag match you ever watch. He compared it to a what? Nah. Nah, 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 not nearly physical nah, enough. Except, ain't for, like, no way. except for the chops you get from like uh, except for the chops, that's it. No, people are getting dunked yeah. on their heads. No, look, I can't say I am an expert in Rich, watching all Japan, right? Rich, where do you let, let's not even go to let's not even go to the all Japan trios matches where these as good as like the the best like Cosmic Angels uh, 2020 and 21 uh, defenses for the for the artist titles. When like no. it was 
Pinkabuki the in there forever. No Tam basically said, "I'll take it on home and and get us to, and get us over four stars." Yeah, no, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> the no. EDM team from yeah. like last yeah. year. Yeah, no, yeah. like right. Yeah, man. I um, I think they could have done something brave and shocking and had Jay White beat CM Punk, but um, Ooh, beat CM Punk in Chicago. And, and and like you know, he'd be like, "Damn, he's shocked." It would kind of give him like something. You know, he comes out in, in the front and with the promo, he's holding that thing up, and then immediately off rip, it's like, "Oh shit!" Like I I completely overlooked these dudes. He barely mentioned them. I think it would have been like if their intent was to spin this off elsewhere. That would have been a cool way to kind of take it, and then ultimately he beats Jay White, whatever. But it's like. Almost it it would serve him in a couple of ways. Like, hey, I'm willing to do some business or whatever. Uh-huh. And two, like, it, it would be kind of interesting. It wouldn't just be, oh, okay, how they close the show. These guys, you know, went ahead. They won. They celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, we went off air, you know. What I will say is I don't know why they didn't do this, but they beat they – beat, Juice, obviously, and and you know they face side celebrates, but it's like you could have you know there's three different things they could have done. They could have done they could have had you know Jay beat down Punk or get some heat on Punk or have a shoving match or whatever else, and or you have Jay and Juice basically like go after FTR because they still you know that they're still in the middle of that potentially, or you could do the Joe and Punk thing to heat it up for when they eventually do it. It's like there's all op- there's options of between these you know, um, of these acts of what's going to happen next. And it's like, you have no hook. You, you didn't go home with a hook for what's going to happen next week. Like, and also they don't have any matches up for what they're going to do on this Saturday. Like everything is going to have to be done on Wednesday Either on Wednesday Dynamite or, or, or just announcing it throughout the week. Good. Is it that, or just announcing it throughout the week? They're going to have to put, if they're going to announce it throughout the week, they're going to have to announce that shit on Dynamite because like it, you know, we're only five I mean, days away from the next one. I mean, CM Punk could be on Dynamite. I heard that, like, because apparently like, the, the Kenny Omega, the Elite, might not be there or something like that. Something going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of kills like the thing that I was hoping was going to happen. If that's the case, I mean, I don't know what's happening. But... I mean, who knows? Because you know, hell, we don't know if that's going to happen. On coll- that can happen on Collision. Who knows? So I wouldn't do it on look- Collision because I'd be like, hey, I need more days of rest between uh, what might happen. But whatever. Yeah, so um but yeah, fun show. Um and like, you know, only, my only critique for it really is like I wish they had more hooks to get you into what you're gonna watch next week upcoming. Like, you know, like there was no uh Guevara screwing over um Cody and forming the the inner circle. There was none of that. Mm-hmm. Like somebody should have formed a unit or someone should have turned heel or something, like <laughs> from from what I'm gathering, but um there's, I think there's still time for that. At the main event, at the main event, like tune in next week, and that's the number one thing. Like the really only intrigue thing you really have is like the women's stuff between Willow and Sky Blue and Outcast and um, Andrade versus House of Black. That's really the only thing you have as far as. And maybe we'd be like, all right, well, next week we're doing an interview with Warlow to get a, you know, see check in with him, see what the fuck's going on, because we fucked him with the booking. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, 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 so like, um, it's the 
day before Forbidden Door is the next collision. Yep. I don't believe I, I may have Saturday. Pl- Actually, I kind of do already. I take that back. I do have Saturday plans. If I'm not home at night, I will check in and see what's going on here. But um, yeah, Forbidden Doors next Sunday. Um, I would love to talk more about the card, but you know they got to announce the whole undercard kind of within the next, yeah. you know, whatever. So forty-eight maybe, hours. Yeah, may, maybe like after they do that, we can give y'all like a Forbidden Door preview or something like that. So I think that'd be pretty fun to talk about. All right. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to raise more app you're using to listen to this with. Uh, if you want to uh, hit us up for uh, <laughs> some give back for Juneteenth, you can look at the uh, at the uh, screen. You can go to the PayPal or the Cash App and donate there. If you are listening from the podcast, uh, um, you can go to the show notes or show description and go to the Royal Circle link there and donate there. And be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides the Nation Radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style, The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grow Man Watches Shit, The Grave Consequence Podcast, 8 Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Mass Generator, Get in the Ring, and Meet the Press Slam. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Hey, hit me up on Fiverr, y'all. Get y'all intros if y'all need some projects done. You know. We we doing that, so I'll holla at y'all. Later. Peace.